<laughs> All right. That, that is Norm laughing because we are having so much fun here at Lawyer Talk Channel 511. This is Lawyer Talk off the record on the air. We've got a full round, well, mostly full round table, at least by recent standards. Uh, it is December 8th, 2021. We, as always on this Wednesday, December 8th, we are awaiting the Blitz interface. So when you hear the boom or bing or the machine that goes bing, then we are going to interface with the Blitz and uh, we'll get back to it. But uh, for now, we just thought we'd hit go, record the red round button on the computer here because we've been kicking around, uh, we, as always here, solving the problems of the world historically and presently and for the future. So you, you can check us out at channel511.com, lawyertalkpodcast.com. If you want your own podcast, you want to solve your own world problems, you can do that here. Uh, at the table, Norm, as uh, at least per, per, hopefully in perpetuity here, we've got uh, Brett with Circle 270 Media. And uh, I don't even know where to start. We should have recorded like the last half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> well, Steve, you you brought up, uh, you know, and I, I, I would take it back to the Monroe Doctrine, but that, that'll bore people. But you you brought up the Cuban Missile Crisis and uh, the analogy to what are uh, what is taking to pl- place today, not only in the Pacific, uh, a, a little further away from our shores, but now in the Atlantic Ocean. You want to go ahead and start that topic? Yeah, no, it's good stuff. I mean, I, I just happened to catch this, and I confess I'm not always on top of the news because I don't trust any news anymore. I, I you know, if I turn on CNN, I, I don't trust it. If I turn on Fox, I don't trust that either. If I turn on something in between, there is no in between. But anyway, I, uh, I catch my news in, in various ways these days. But I heard uh, that China, our intelligence now says that China is developing a naval base in the Atlantic off the coast of Africa. And they pretty much control Africa anyway. And I got to thinking about, all right, how is our current government going to handle this? And I thought, you know, it's like you've got this huge world bully of China, yet we are attached to China economically. And at, at the hip. At the hip, right. And and almost at their whim, at least, I think people feel that. in. Uh, <coughs> You know, what are you going to do? Go take on the Red Army? And um, are we willing to, to go to the mat? Are we willing to – it's like – so I started thinking about this, and I was like, you know, it's not unlike it was in, in the Cuban Missile Crisis. And, you know, we had this not existential threat, a real threat right off the coast of Florida. And there are uh, Soviet missiles stockpiled, and, and they, were, they were building, I think, uh, launching bases to uh, shoot them in our direction should that be necessary. And it's like at some point you can't tolerate that anymore. It's like I don't I don't care what you are as far as world peace. Um, if if the enemy or even somebody you think is like half an enemy is building a missile base and pointing them at you a few hundred miles off your coast, like you've got to put your foot down. At some point you got to put your foot down. With China, I think the globe has shrunk in lots of ways, but we didn't put our foot down with Hong Kong. I don't think we're going to put our foot down with Taiwan. And now we've got this problem. Like they're building bases and building islands, I think, even to uh, for bases and just claiming world territory. And I asked my, I was talking to my my wife about it. And she's like, "Well, isn't that how can they do? Isn't that like international?" And I was like, "They don't <laughs> care. Like they're not going to stop until yeah. somebody says stop." Because well, there's, there's only one world power that's going to say stop, and it's either us, yeah, or they take over. Well, right. there's nobody else. Yeah, I mean, we're the only country on earth that that goes to the UN to get a permission slip to do something. 
So, right. you know, we, we had over 3,000 people killed um, in the events of 9-11. And uh, reflexively, the, the swamp uh, it told Colin Powell and George Bush uh, and Dick Cheney, well, the way to resolve this is to waddle down to, to New York, to the U.N., and put on a big show and get the permission of the French and, you know, to defend ourselves. Right. Okay. So China doesn't think like that. Uh, China is uh, China is firmly uh, believing in in its own destiny and their own goals, and they're not asking anybody's permission, no. and they're not even worried about justifying it. Um, I would say that your scenario of this uh, is is you know I mean I'm alarmed by it. I think uh, the U.S. government's starting to wake up. They needed to wake up to this, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, but at any rate, it raises some ugly questions with our uh, allies. So when you talk to uh, Germans or uh, Brits or uh, Frenchies, you know, people that are Canadians, people that are traditionally our allies, or at least, you know, we hope that they want to preserve you know, Western civilization, um, they will, they will raise, well, you Americans don't want, um, your enemies parked near your shores. Well then, you know, why don't you understand why Putin doesn't want Ukraine to be, you know, part of NATO? You know, why can't you understand why China is not, um, comfortable, with uh, American warships patrolling the Sea of Japan, yeah, you know, so they always throw that back at us, and 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 they view they they view the world with this moral you know, that that everything is equivalent. It's relative moral relativism, moral relativism, moral right, exactly. And and where where I go, where I go with when I have that discussion, so so we do need to respond to these incidents. So I'm on I'm on board the Steve train. We need to do something, and we can talk about what the something might be. Um, but the way that I get past that moral relativism that well we're not why should America have nuclear weapons and not say Iran? You know those kinds of debates. Right. You know why why do we get to have lethal power? Why do we get to deploy our power around the world? Well, I mean, America has basically kept open the shipping lanes for the world's benefit. We do a lot of things for the world, you know, GPS satellites. I mean, it goes on and on. All the things that America has done for the world that are on the taxpayer. So what I say is um, I believe in American exceptionalism. I think we are a different kind of country. When you look at where, where America has gone, whether you take Puerto Rico or the Philippines or Guam, those folks get a regular right to decide if they want to remain territories of America. They have, you know, they get to have uh, an election. They get to make that decision. They get to decide if they even want to apply for statehood. So we don't go and try to, as Trump said, you know, why didn't we keep the oil? We, we, don't, we don't engage in aggression to benefit ourselves. That's the difference between America and China. But you know what? I think, And Russia. Yeah, and I, I'm going to play a bit of a devil's advocate on this. Yeah. I wonder what kind of conversations may be happening behind the scenes. And again, this is- Oh, China? China? You know, the, the economic drivers of this country telling our government- You bet. 
I, I, We've got stuff that is made over there cheaply. Don't screw up sure. too much here we, because yeah. our company is going to go under right. if we do too much with this country in regards to pushing them. Sure. sure. I mean, it, it's it's an economic – oh, you bet. We it's an economic awakening that yeah. it's the government's going to have to make a choice here that either we, you know, we, we do what's right for the country – or we're going to mess with these companies that are building things over there and it's, cheaply, and, and it's, it, it's, it's a well, it's and not just right, it's not wicked. just what's right for the country; it's what's right for the world. Right. And, and here's the problem: when you make a deal with the devil, you're dealing with the devil, right? Yes. I mean, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy. And it's truly dealing with the devil right now. And this yeah. is what uh, we did: the same crap in in uh, in th- or Chamberlain did the same crap trying to appease Hitler. And then we later did the same crap trying to appease Stalin and, and trying to stay on board. And, and there are all sorts of reasons why we didn't we didn't declare war on the Soviet Union at the end of World War II. I think we were done. I think everybody was the, we world were done. was done with war. Right. But it, it's like we made a deal with the devil and it came back and we had to deal with the devil again. This is what's happening with China. And I think the wokesters or the other side is making the same mistake. So if anybody thinks that China's in step with your one world government philosophy that it's going to be this utopian existence with green power for all and everybody's going to be these uh, happy coexisters, uh, you're nuts because- Oh, go talk to the Uyghurs, right? Right. Talk to anybody who has been brutalized go, by China. Go talk to the Dalai Lama. I mean, go, I mean, what, I mean, go talk to, uh, go talk to uh, uh, people that were welded into their apartments as a COVID measure. Yeah. In China. I mean, I mean, they could care less about human rights. Yeah. The Tiananmen Square is a perfect example. It's like, go protest what? Get shot. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's simple. Where is Tank Man? Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, nobody knows where that guy's at. Yeah. Where, where's this, where's this uh, tennis player? Yeah. Who made a sexual uh, 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 assault allegation against the vice premier? Uh, of China, where where, where she at? there was like a Zoom. I see. Oh, here I am in the background. Oh, I'm yeah, okay. right. Yeah, it's and all the, it's all crapola. And then <laughs> let's stay back to the concentration camp with you. Yeah, it's all crapola. And you know, it's like the old what was the old uh, fable where the scorpion is going to take the like the scorpion is going to swim across the river or something with whatever, and it, it, they get him. It's like the frog is going to get on the scorpion's back and swim across the river. Some nonsense like this. Damn. And they, they say, listen, I, I'll, I'll do this, I'll give you this, and I'll take you over if you promise not to sting me. And, you know, the scorpion says, sure, and takes him across the river and then stings him. And as the frog or whatever is dying, it's like, you said you promised not to sting me. He said, well, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like there are evil people in the world. Sure. Read, yeah. read Machiavelli. Uh, I mean, you know. Well, they, they, you, in order to get around it, you have to eliminate Machiavelli from the, from the library. and. This is sort of what we're talking like this moral relativism moral relativism is sort of what we were talking about before. It's like I like why are we allowed to do this and somebody else isn't? Well, I think you have to accept yeah. first that somebody is going to take or have the power. Somebody is going to. There's all there's always a hierarchy. Always. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think there are good countries. And yes. and I think there are bad countries. And I think we are a flat out say it, we are the best country in the world. Yes. And and uh, you know w- whether whether it's uh, the the legacy of slavery in this country or whether it's uh, women's rights or whatever you know abominations we've ever had in our past no other country addresses uh, a way to overcome and to um, assuage for those sins allow it to be 
at least on the path of than us. Than rect- on rectification, than, at least. Than this country. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. We're trying. We had a yeah. civil war. Uh, you know, it, yes, it was economically based, but the central element in that economic war was slavery. 600,000 people died. Now yeah. you can say, I said this to somebody, I said, 600,000 people died to get rid of slavery. He goes, no, 300,000, because the other side was fighting for it. I said, all right, I'll take it, I'll give you that. 300,000 people died to get rid of slavery. And then we led and the what charge. what was the population of the United States back then? I don't know. It was probably around, I would say, around 35 million. So you're talking about like one out of every 30 people. Died. Yeah. And whole, that was, whole families were wiped out. Whole dude. families were wiped brothers, out. Brothers, brothers. Many, you know, many of the combatants. Done. To it, abolish that institution. And, exactly. And it worked. We led the charge, I think. And slavery still exists today. You know, and, of course. And, and it's, it's race on race type slavery, too. It's, it's like it's not, we weren't the only ones, uh, but we were amongst, I mean, we were front and center of getting rid of it and fighting against it. And we're giving money to people. We're keeping people warm. We're keeping people full. Or we're keeping. We're, we're doing our best to eliminate hunger and poverty and starvation sure. and uh, famine. And uh, we're the first to give aid to people. And I think if you look at it practically, if you want to go back to say forty or forty-four, call it the end of the war. We have had the power, and have not done bad things with it. Right. By and large. Well, at, Whole, at, wholesale. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wholesale. wholesale. We've right. done bad things. It's by accident or just we're just or, or, or a just, bad person, dumb, dumb decisions, I mean, I mean, dumb we've decisions, had mistakes. We've, certainly, sure, exactly. we've had horrible people in charge of certain programs that have done horrible we've, things. We've backed the wrong people and they've turned you on bet. us. But we've yes. never intentionally tried to take over the world. No, we've never intentionally uh, put a put an army base somewhere for any purpose other than to keep peace. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's right. just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So when yeah. people yeah. say, you know, we need to eliminate, uh, you know, uh, energy from oil, for example, because that starts wars, that, that, that's ridiculous. That's nonsense. That's ridiculous. If and that I read, start a war, something I hear that all the time from the greenies, you know, well, you know, oil starts wars. Well, <laughs> really, uh, you know, we go out West sometime, uh, to some of those beautiful hill slopes where they have the you know, the big um, wind windmills, you know, uh, generating energy. And, and uh, there's, there are uh, secular wars or, or there are uh, regulatory wars being fought over that, over wind energy, over uh, tidal energy, over basically nuclear energy. You pick, a, you pick an energy source, coal, I don't care what you want, the dams in China, you're telling me that wasn't an environmental atrocity? Of course. I'm, I mean, right. come on. What, however you're going to produce your energy, e- even if you lay solar panels all over the United States, it's not enough to uh, power our grid. Not even close. Not even not even. So these people, the, you know, so so to demonize an energy source as the as the cause of war and and the you know, the United States went to war, you know, uh, to, to, to rescue um, Kuwait. You know, because it you know, it was a war over oil is ridiculous, is ridiculous. We were trying to prevent a, 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 a basically a domino effect uh, in it was the fifth, I think the fifth or the seventh largest land army in the world was starting to reach out with its tentacles and take over the, the Middle East. And they and uh, Saddam had his uh, designs on Saudi Arabia. 
I mean, he he wasn't going to settle for just Kuwait. He wanted Medina and Mecca as part of his kingdom. Sure, he was a bad guy. He's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Right, and we can just now. This is the problem. This became a political. It wasn't war, over oil, and we tried to justify it in uh, for something other than what it was. Hussein was a bad guy. He killed people. He tortured people. Yeah, he was a dictator, authoritarian, and then you could say, "Well, look how how do you know that your country is the one that does it right?" Well, I, here, <laughs> here, here's I, this is where you have to eliminate definitional standards in order to make that argument. Right, and you know I can say because it is inherently I know that when I let you live the way you want to live and don't interfere with that, right. um, beyond making sure you don't interfere with somebody else's. Well, how about this? How about this? The guy in charge of all of the military forces of the United States voluntarily and orderly in an orderly fashion transitioned to, to uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, he left office. He didn't think he didn't think it was a legitimate election. He was very vocal about that. And, but yet he left office. I mean, and we do that every four, and we eight, do eight that years. Every four years, and and that day always amazes me. That's right. I, mm-hmm. it, it gives me chills watching right. one walk into the other. Right, and, yep. and I don't right. think a lot of people grasp that with completely opposite policies. Yes, George Bush is replaced it by does. Obama, and Obama's replaced by yeah. Trump. Yeah. It, it it is amazing. It is, and yet that's how our country works. Unlike almost any other country. And here's the problem. I just did a Q and A session alone before you guys got here. And, and this is one of the things I said is that we have created a, a foundational system of government that just permits that. It just, it, it just works that way. Okay. So I think Steve, I want to get back to your original point. I think, I think you and Brett have conclusively, I think the three of us agree that America is exceptional, Yes, that America has the moral stance to, to obtain to, to hold of the power that it has the the arrows in its quiver and that we judiciously use those so what should we do with China with China with uh, Russia in Ukraine um, I mean we I'll, should go watch old Winston Churchill speeches yeah. in like 1939 <laughs> and 1940 uh, I'm serious because well, I, I think I'll, I'll just I'll jump in I, I think that I think we should uh, I think we should lend lease to Ukraine or just like right now, just like we did with England, yep. you know, I've been to the Ukraine. Those people love America. Poland loves America. The Balkan, the Baltic States, they love America. These people look to uh, the, the Chinese in Tiananmen Square. They, they, they put up uh, Lady Liberty, you know, mm. and, and we're flying American flags. They did that in Hong Kong. Yeah, like 80s America, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so the world looks to us. Okay, and and I think it is completely irresponsible that a state that's about to get invaded, 100,000 troops, all this armor on its border, they've already had Crimea taken from them. Um, I think that the least we can do is when they say, hey, give us the guns and bullets. If you're not going to send the Marine Corps, you know, and you're not going to send, you know, the, the 82nd Airborne, you know, at least let us defend ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's the minimum. And Trump did that. I mean, Trump did give them anti-tank weapons, and that toned down Putin for those four years. Well, Putin knew that, look, you can call Trump whatever you want, but there was going to be a reaction if if Putin did something. And I think he knew that. Whatever, Look, it might have been a, a right. half-baked crazy one. It might right. not have been. A, but that was enough, I think, to sort of keep things... Uh, 
Under control. Hold on one second. Looks like we got the blitz. Oh, you better. Hey, uh, Steve Palmer. What's up, man? It's Loper and Randy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Pretty, pretty damn good, man. We had a question, uh, you know, this whole deal with Marilyn Manson, I'm like right smack dab in the middle of the Rolling Stone article, which is a fascinating read. If you want to check that out, Steve, I know that you are uh, big into reading and uh, taking in uh, things about hard rock music. So uh, if you want to catch that, that's on new stance. Now, I, uh, I found it very interesting that Evan Rachel Wood, one of the girls that uh, one of the women that is accusing Marilyn Manson of rape, amongst many other things, kidnapping. She said that there was a time when he threatened her and made her feel like her life was in danger and her family's life was in danger. And she had to go get like bulletproof windows in her house. Like if you can prove that somebody has said something to put you in a situation where you're in danger. Panic and fear. Yeah. yeah. Can you make them financially liable for that? Uh, well, financially liable is an interesting one. So there, there's a couple things at play there. First, if if somebody is threatening me, if somebody's using words uh, and directly threatening my physical safety, that can actually be a criminal crime or, or a, a criminal offense. Uh, they might call it in Ohio, we'd call it aggravated menacing or just plain menacing. Uh, it's a misdemeanor. Now, if you act on it, it becomes an assault. Or if I threaten you and say, you're not allowed to go anywhere, you have to stay right where you are. And if you do, if you do move or try to leave, I'm going to kill you or harm you. Well, you may end up with a scenario where uh, that's abduction or even kidnapping or uh, unlawful restraint. So it's, that is on the criminal side. Now on the civil side, um, if I'm threatening and I am uh, causing you to think that you're going to be, I'm going to cause you harm or I'm going to, uh, do something to um, uh, stalk you, hurt you, or otherwise go after you, I might be able to get a, or the, the other person might be able to get a civil protection order, a court order saying you're not allowed around me. Now, I, it's a bit of a stretch to say then that if I took action as a result of your threats, I can now sue you for damages. Um, I, I, I'm not familiar with the cause of action that would permit that. It wouldn't surprise me in some states, say California or otherwise, where they might have some sort of a uh, uh, common law tort that would permit that. But uh, generally speaking, if I do something that causes you economic harm, I can be sued uh, to recover the harm. All right, fair enough. 821-9970, 800-821-9970. All right, question for Steve Palmer. Is it legal for a car dealership to sell a vehicle that has the Cadillac converter cut off? That's from Jake. Uh, well, I think, it, I don't know if that specifically is illegal. It's It's not lawful illegal or legal. Those are sort of uh, vague terms. I guess what we should talk about is this. If a car dealership is selling you a car, a used car, for instance, and they are misrepresenting what is going on with the car, they're misrepresenting that it has a Cadillac converter taken off or on, or that it doesn't run or that it's got uh, inherent problems, uh, then you, then it is not legal, so to speak. In other words, they might be, uh, that might be a fraudulent transaction and you could sue them for fraud if they knew that there was a problem with the car, they did not disclose it and let you buy it anyway. Or uh, if they misrepresented what was going on with the car beyond just not disclosing a, a problem. So uh, illegal about a specific catalytic converter, maybe there might be some regulatory problem with that just given the um, EPA standards on that stuff. But uh, the bigger picture from a consumer standpoint is going to be if a car dealer lied to you or misrepresented uh, something about the vehicle, that could be a cause of action either to rescind the transaction, in other words, take it back and get my money back, or sue them for the damages that resulted 
if, uh, since you had to buy the car, get it fixed or repair it to a working state. I have a question. Uh, Kelly gave a story the other day about Kobe Bryant's widow. And there's all of these uh, pictures that exist from EMT workers, allegedly, from people that were emergency workers that were on the scene. And they're pictures of Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, posthumously. And, She's in the middle of a lawsuit about it right now. She's suing them. Yeah. Right. And her daughter, uh, also uh, posthumously, uh, photographed after this horrific helicopter accident. And Kelly, did it go that she would have to prove mental anguish? She has to prove that she was damaged <laughs> psychologically. They're they're saying, they're, at least they're asking for that. Yeah, they, they she is suing them for something akin to uh, intentional infliction of emotional distress. And it, it, I don't, at least in Ohio, I'm not sure. I don't think there is negligent infliction of emotional distress in Ohio. There might be wherever that lawsuit is happening. And the difference between doing it intentionally and doing it negligently is pretty vast. So if I'm just uh, if I'm just sort of sloppy about letting pictures out and showing pictures to people or or doing something that's going to cause them emotional distress, uh, that might be negligent. Now, if I'm going to show you a picture of something that's gross and awful and uh, and make you turn your your psychological world upside down on purpose just to do it, well, that's intentional. And usually, when you have that kind of lawsuit, you have to establish emotional distress. That might be defined as the kind of emotional distress that would require some sort of psychological uh, treatment or therapy or medical treatment or therapy to deal with it. It's it's really uh, about the elements of what she is trying to prove in order to get damages uh, for what she saw or what they did. And the judge is saying, all right, well, I mean, if you're saying you had emotional distress, prove it. Show us how. Tell us how. Give us your medical records. Show, explain to us, prove to us with real evidence that you actually had emotional distress. And I, I'm not going to comment on whether that is a valid legal standard. It, it probably is wherever that lawsuit is happening, if the judge is making it happen. And if it's not, then it'll, it'll shake out on appeal. She'll, if she doesn't win the lawsuit or the judge brooms it because she hasn't met her burden, then she'll go up to the court of appeals and say, well, the judge employed the incorrect standard here. I shouldn't have had to do that. But uh, that's, that's sort of my take on it without knowing too much about it. All right, we go back to text at 99700 if you guys want to text in. So I got into a verbal altercation with another um, patron at a casino, and they detained both of us. Nothing physical. I was not charged with anything, not issued, no trespassing order after I was released. But when I was detained by the casino security for two hours, um, I was detained in a room. Nobody would talk or tell me when the police would show up or when I could be released and refused all requests to make a phone call. I had my cell phone, so I took it out of my pocket and called 911. While speaking to an operator, two security cards called their boss and told him I was using my phone. So the head security guy came in, took my phone away and hung up on my 911 call. I can't find any information online regarding the legality of confiscated and disconnecting someone's call to 911. Yeah, and also like taking your phone away from you like you're a child. Well, yeah, he yeah. said they were treating me like some felon on death row, overly aggressive, unnecessary bullying. Yeah, there might be a cause of action here. It'd be a civil cause of action, I think. So let's take this back a step. Say you go, you're in a Walmart and you get caught stealing something. There's something called a shopkeeper's privilege. They're allowed to take you into custody and and deal with it, and then they call the police and bring you in, and that's all permitted. Um, sort of like bondsmen are allowed to go chase skip or people who have uh, skipped out on bond, and they're allowed to to make sort of civil arrests 
Um, and then casinos probably have a similar authority. The question is, did they exercise that authority rationally and reasonably here? And I don't know the law on this. I know some lawyers who do, though. And there have been some causes of action, say, where somebody is accused of um, of counting cards or something, and they get held, and that, that's that's gone too far. Now, the real question is, is there a civil rights action? Is there something under Section 1983 of the U.S. Code that permits a lawsuit against a governmental entity? Because a lot of times what happens is these casinos are operating in conjunction with the casino control uh, or the uh, some sort of fed or governmental state agency. And then you might have a civil rights allegation. So there's a lot to unpack here. Can they specifically take your cell phone away? Well, if they're allowed to hold you, um, it's going to be more likely they could do something like that. But what if they're not allowed to hold you there at all in the first place and uh, they've gone too far ab initio, in other words, from the beginning? It may be... Um, it, the whole thing may be a problem. So I would say you might have a cause of action. You might be able to sue uh, and recover damages. You may not be able to sue and recover damages. I don't know, but I know people who do. So give us a shout, 614-224-6142. All right, before we close out today, we have uh, one more text. Yes, okay, so this is a relationship question, I guess. My girlfriend, also my neighbor, filed a PFA on me this past Monday. No Uh-oh. violence in the relationship other than her hitting me. So I once... Uh, So I once I was served with a PFA, I wanted to know why I was driving down my street and saw her. So I asked her, like, I've never been abusive to her. She said it was because I came to her work on Monday after a fight we had on Sunday. She normally blocks my calls. But when we get into fights, uh, I'm sorry, she usually blocks my calls when we get into fights. So I just wanted to take her out to lunch to talk things through. I mean, does anyone see the the reddest flags going right now? Yeah, I would get Um, the hell out of there. That's what triggered the... PFA apparently and then me stopping to talk to her on Tuesday when I asked her why I know bad decision but I had to know why (laughs) well the situation got worse on Friday when she accused me of confronting her didn't Uh happen by the way but now I'm facing several charges including stalking the breakup started over her accusing me of cheating which she's done to me several times and I've never even cheated on her ever he's still way into this relationship and she's so far over you yeah. That's what I'm going to tell you in the relationship area. Like, move on. My God. You're yeah. going back to get stomped again, again basically. <laughs> yeah, this is like, we, we have like the the friend-to-friend psychological advice, and then we have the legal side of it. So yes. PFA, I confess, I don't know that term. I had to look it up, but I presume what that means is something akin to a civil protection order or uh, some sort of stay-away order. And Ohio has several versions of that. One is called an anti-stalking protection order. One is called a civil protection order. And then you have orders that are placed in... Uh, conjunction if somebody's charged with a crime and they get out on bond they say don't go around this person or they actually get more formal with it but uh here's how this works this sounds like an anti-stalking protection order this person has probably gone to court uh made a sworn statement in front of a judge or magistrate that uh they're in fear for their safety and uh, they face imminent threats and uh if some action isn't taken then uh, the worst of the worst could happen and then later on there'll be a full-blown hearing on it where you'd want to air it out uh, so they can get these orders ex parte, meaning without you being there. And then the court generally schedules a full-blown hearing where you get to go air it out and, and tell your side of it too. I always tell people to get lawyers on stuff like this, and there's some there's some gotchas in the weeds. Uh, if you do have a, a PFA or CPO or protection order against you, uh, it can be a Brady Bill exclusion, so you can't have a firearm. Um uh, there, it, it's it's not a criminal offense to have one against you, but it is a criminal offense if you violate it. So if you've got an order against you and you have even uh, seemingly inadvertent contact, that could be construed as a violation of the order. 
Uh, so there's some there's some ramifications to it. As far as whether it was legit here, I don't know. I'd have to look at the circumstances and see. There's an affidavit and or testimony that this other person presented to a judge or magistrate to get it. And uh, we'd want to take it apart and see if it was uh, properly issued. But if you want some help with it, give us a shout, 614-224-6142. And I wish you luck. It sounds like a horrible scenario, and I think everybody here agrees. Just uh, move on. Let's, let's, let's separate. All right. The one and only Steve Palmer on the show each and every Wednesday, taking your calls, giving you legal advice. And if you want to catch him off the air, Steve, how do they do that? Yeah, just give us a shout, 614-224-6142. Tis the season for Christmas parties, eggnog, booze, driving drunk, uh, amateur nights, whatever you want to call it. So uh, put that number in your phone now, and I'll be happy to help if and when you need it. All right, thanks, Steve. Thank you. All right, well, I mean, you know, we shifted from, like, world China affairs to, like, the local of the localist uh, legal questions. But uh, Mm -hmm. that's why I love the Blitz. You know, it's like, uh, I love... I love answering those questions more than anything. I look forward to it every single week. I especially love uh, the uh, Cadillac converter. You, you know, they meant catalytic. Catalytic. Right. Right. Catalytic converter. <laughs> right. But that's okay. It, it, it's like... Uh, I think there would be a cause of action in California because before you can sell a used car in California to another uh, person, uh, whether you're a dealer or a private owner... Um, you have to certify uh, that the car has passed um, emissions inspection. And, of course, a part of the visual inspection is is the car still equipped with the catalytic converters. And, uh, and, and so it would not pass there. And if you sold somebody a car that should have had a catalytic converter, did not, then either CARB or, you know, the inspection station in California didn't do its job, um, in which case you could take the car back. Uh, or, you know, you, you've been the victim of a fraud. Yeah. And there and there would be a criminal um, penalty for it. Just like if you went to a muffler shop and said, hey, hack off these catalytic converters, take them off my Bronco. It runs a lot better without those. Yeah. You know, we'll retune the ECU and woohoo, you know, I, 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 I'll pick up 25 horsepower. Well, uh, the EPA, I mean, the, the, the fines that they're imposing on these uh, dyno shops and and uh, and uh, muffler shops to do that are in the millions of dollars. I mean, they wow. they, they they shut the business down. Now, it's, so it's interesting, or it's important rather, to make a distinction between a public or what I'll call a dealership sale and a private person-to-person sale. And it sounds like California imposes a burden even on the private sales. They do. Um, I don't think Ohio does unless there's a fraud. So if I say as is. Look at it. Do what you want. Here's my car. It's been sitting in my barn here for 25 years. Take it as is. I don't care. I'm not doing, I'm not warranting anything. I'm not telling anything about it. Just buy it if you want it. I don't care. That's different than if I'm a dealer and I, and I say, here it is. I am implying as a dealer that it is fit for its use as intended. It's like it's fit for a particular purpose. And um, there are duties uh, or, or standards uh, placed on dealerships and merchants is what the law would call them, uh, that would not be placed on the ordinary citizen. And what you're saying is an interesting thing to me is because I hate it. Um, when, when a governmental agency, like this is like deep state stuff, um, imposes burdens on private citizens, it's like that creates a problem for me. It's like telling us we have to, how, how we have to live through a governmental agency, which you don't vote on. They don't pass laws. They have regulations that who knows how they're promulgated. And uh, they just mandate things. 
So I, it, there's, there's a fundamental shift there of, of what our system is supposed to be if California is doing stuff like that. Now, that doesn't mean that if I sell you a car in California and I've lied about what it is, you, you would still have a cause of action. I, I would agree with that 100%. I've committed fraud. Um, but if I just said, look, here's my car. Somebody chopped off that catalytic converter a couple years ago. I never done anything about it. Take it or leave it. Like, I think I should be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And then we had the CPO question, the PFA. What you got? The PFA. PFA. It must be a big thing because I Googled it up while you're looking at it too. It's like, it must be a big thing in Pennsylvania because it, it, it brought up Pennsylvania law. Yeah. So it, it, it's something why that, don't you, you know, tell how, people, they, how they classify Brett, it. What, what, tell people what a PFA is. What they're is. saying is a personal, what is it? Ah, oh, shoot. What, what is a PFA? Because probably some people yeah. won't, don't know what the acronym means. I don't yeah. even know what it means. Um, shoot. I'll look it up again real quick. Um, is it basically a court order that yeah. you that you cannot uh, interfere with another person, a named person? Basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. A uh, protection order, protection from abuse order. Oh, okay. okay, so protection from abuse. In Ohio, so, we call this CPO, yeah, civil it's, protection it's order. A bi- it's a big thing in in Pennsylvania. It's interesting so, that somebody would call the Blitz and call it an FPA when uh, that when that's not what it's yeah. called here. That's that's kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're listening from afar. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but it's strange. But that, at least Google shows it up. It's showing up in Pennsylvania more than anything else. So, being it's being called that there. Okay, so, yeah. I've never heard so, that term. Now look, I don't know everything. I'm first to admit it, but I've never heard that term until today. PFA. Yeah. And if I have, I've forgotten. Yeah. So, so we would call that a civil protection order or a CPO, an anti-stalking protection order. Um, I, I have, like that terminology, though, protection yeah. from abuse. I, uh, I, nothing wrong with it. Uh, PFA. Yeah. So it, sort of, sort of, it sounds like a uh, public service announcement. There's a lot of other things that show up as PFA, <laughs> though, but polyurethane right, <laughs> stuff. Right. But so, yeah. so while you were on with the Blitz, uh, Brett uh, floated the idea, uh, getting back a little bit to the Ukraine uh, situation with Putin, uh, that one of the measures he would. So, so I was like, OK, let's lend lease. Uh, Brett. Why don't you take it from let's here, put, man? You, bo- you had another let's, idea. Let's put bodies there. Just line of demarcation. Tripwire. Trip I, I don't know. I, 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 it seems as though we have a history of when we give artillery, mili- the means to protect yourselves kind of goes bad. We don't train well. <laughs> or they, Well, I shouldn't say we don't train well. They don't learn well. Well, this is sometimes, and I think it's just like let's just let's just take care of business. This is basic human nature. When you're dealing with a bully, sometimes you just have to stand up and say no, no, no. And these guys and women are trained to do this, and they yeah. kind of are hungry to go do it. And so, the, but it, it's not about they, our capability of doing it. Right. It's about Biden's interest in doing it. True. Yeah. And and you know we have all the capability in the world. I have no doubt. And, and I'm, the, I'm the, the last one to advocate to put States any military. of us any right. any military in harm's way. I just don't want to do that. But I think when there's push come to shove, and maybe maybe look, we better seriously think about this. History is repeating itself. Neville Chamberlain played this game and and let the let Hitler just walk all over Europe and did nothing about it. Just appease it, appease it, appease it. And sometimes you just have to put your foot down. The consequences for not only get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and the problem gets bigger and bigger. It doesn't go away. It's like the cows always come home to roost, right? It's just how it, 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 it or the chickens always come home to roost. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop it now or are you going to stop it later? I mean, the problem isn't going away. There's, no. a, a, there's some really big economic things that any judicious president would do. One would be reverse the decision on Keystone, get the international price of oil back down. 
uh, because uh, that is uh, stuffing Putin's coffers full of cash. Sure it is. I mean, he's making he, and and when and when that uh, uh, gas natural gas pipeline opens to Germany, uh, he's going to own German Germany. It uh, apparently it will be one third of all the natural gas consumed by German uh, by Germany will be coming from uh, Russia. So in, in in essence, he can turn on and turn off their economy. He is willing. So this is like this interesting thing. It's like Biden can say, and these people can say, well, we're not contributing to the oil problem because we're not pumping oil. It's like, but we're contributing to other problems that are far more uh, significant. And if we're not doing it, and we ship natural gas, by the way. We, we Not only were we producing oil, but we were producing natural gas for the world. So the Germans were customers of ours in the natural gas. Uh, Man, I and, didn't know and, that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. we just ceded the field to the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. In Our natural level. gas prices were actually less than what they're bu- currently buying it for from Russia. Yeah. But but Biden cut it off. And, and it, like in this virtue signaling order, I'm going to cut this off because we're not going to blah, 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 blah. But well, his whole green is, agenda, right? He said yeah. everything we do, whether it's NASA, whether it's the border, whether it's, you know, uh, automotive policy, whether, you know, whatever we do, the the first primary consideration in all of our policies will be global climate change. And equity. I mean, so just nonsense. I mean, so you're just off the rails right there. So it can be true, though, right? This is this is the logical fallacy of all of this, right? So it's like if if we are going to be the prime virtue signalers to the world of of clean energy, and it kills us, then we've done nothing. Sure. Now, if it's it's worthless, right? So it's not a zero sum game. It's like you cannot just say we're going to stop doing this and expect anything to change because now. The bad guys are going to fill the vacuum. China's going to fill the vacuum. Putin's going to fill the vacuum, and they're going to they're going to make the money on it. And then it's back to where we started, right? Should we be in control of it? If somebody's going to be in control of it, why not us? So you brought back China, okay? Let's if if I can, unless yeah, you guys got more on Ukraine, yeah. let's 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 switch to China. So what do we do about China? by the way? You've elevated the game here, okay? Like, in ways that in ways that I can't even what what no, 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 what, what are we doing? Like you oh. elevated the game to like these these topics that uh, that are awesome because uh, I'm learning everything. I'm learning something every time we talk. Well, I hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Don't, you know, I, I'm, part, it's a, it's part, a compliment. Uh, part of it is I I I need paper. He actually to... prepares for the show. Well, well, no, I, I do. I do think about it i do think about it and and i i make notes and and i'm a little compulsive about staying on topic because at home somebody following along could be getting very frustrated if we don't circle back to the original topic yeah welcome to my adhd brain (laughs) (laughs) and close it out right so about china like uh okay so these uh like artificial islands that they've built I say, I say, we put for for every one of those they put up, we let them know that it's been targeted, and and we could take it out. Essentially, what those are, are static aircraft carriers. That's what they've built up in the Pacific, and we should, you know, we we should either have conventional or nuclear means to let them know, uh, you know, those are all accounted for, guys. Yeah. So so like you're 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 kind of just pissing away money you're you're not getting you're not getting anything out of that unless we are not willing to take those out it, you know if it's just a bluff then it's a bluff uh 
so perhaps we need to build or park adjacent to each of those facilities, you know, uh, a battleship or a destroyer yeah. or something yeah. and just say, okay, there's yours. Here's ours. Well, well the, and, and that now that's back to the law as well, too, is what is international waters law about building an island? Right. Well, in, in what? I have Not no that you have idea, the answer, but, but I know this. Yeah, where's China the UN? doesn't give a flying No, they don't. Oh, I know they right. don't. But exactly. it's like, well, so, how... How does this work? You just go out in the middle of nothing and and start. Their their <laughs> laws. I'm going to take whatever I can. Floating flotilla. It's like it's the <laughs> whatever old, you um, call it. What is Stalin said? It's, it's like they're going to push where it's soft and mushy. You know, it's like they're going to take. They're just going to go, 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 go until somebody says enough. Well, yeah. and 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 if you guys remember, like a month ago, and I'm not clear on this. I don't have any. You know, I don't have any insiders at the Pentagon. But the Pentagon did admit, and Milley did say it was a problem, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, under Biden, uh, it, who, and he was under Trump when Trump left office, uh, General Milley, he said that uh, they did some kind of uh, hypersonic uh, missile that went around the world mm-hmm. in like two hours yeah. or it, something. It was extraordinary. And, yeah. they, and, 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 and then you didn't hear much follow-up about that. But if they have the ability to knock down the nukes that I just referred to or, or other conventional missiles uh, that would take out those artificial islands in the event of a conflict, then we are deeply screwed. Yeah, this I mean, is, we, need to, we, 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 need, we need a Manhattan Project on hypersonics. This is like it, dealing with it. It's like, a, it's like the classic Western. It's like high noon. Yeah. Like you have to deal with a threat. You have to sometimes, you got to man up, face it, and deal with it. Well, and like Gary Cooper... We're, 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 we're by ourselves. Yes. All our friends at the UN are flaking out. Yep. Just like in the movie. Yep. Right. Oh, I'll be with the, I'll be right there with you, Sheriff. Right. No, and at no, the end, no, no, no. They, they all flaked out. And he stood alone. Was it Lee Van Cleef? Or who, who was the bad guy? It was, uh, no, 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 no. It was Jack Plants. Oh, Jack. Go, no, 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 no. Jack Plants was uh, Shane. I don't know who the bad guy was in, um, in High him. Noon. In High Noon. Well, High anyway, Noon. he, he, he had to face him down by himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. And, right. And the, it's such a great story. If you haven't seen that movie, by the way, go see the damn movie. It's one of the best movies ever well, made. And, Frank, and, Frank Miller? Frank Miller? And and they did say that that movie yeah. was basically, um, you know, and it, it, it was basically an analog of uh, the Cold War. Yeah. I mean, that's... The, they it's s- like the Cuban Missile Crisis. It, Create it, a stockade, or a blockade, rather. And if you cross it, we're going to have to deal with it. I mean, it it puts you in the most uncomfortable life and death scenario. And that movie says, and the moral says, and we all know in our heart of hearts what you have to do. What the right thing to do is. You got to stand up Mm -hmm. and say. Remember his wife begging him to resign? Just got married. Let's leave. And he's on the stagecoach leaving. And he's like, can't do it. Can't do it. I got to go back. Yeah. Well, you're not the sheriff or the marshal anymore. He's like, and he just, it's like. I watched that movie with my son a few months ago because I'm I'm teaching him. Well, it's what's right. The the, the classics and right. and the movies. I think they're they're awesome. Yeah. And there's lots to learn in them. Yeah. And we watched that one. We watched Shane, which has a very similar theme. You got the bullies. Yeah. And the guy that in Shane, it was the um um uh, the ranchers who were going after the homesteader. Right. And all the homesteader wanted was his little place in the war in the in sure. the in mm-hmm. the prairie and. Right. Uh, they kept attacking him and stampeding him and doing all sorts of stuff. And, you know, the, the old, old school outlaw, but good outlaw comes along. You know, the old gunfighter right. who is, um, who's capable of taking him on comes along and he's going to go fight the battle for, 
for Shane's dad, but Shane's dad goes anyway, or is going to go anyway, and the outlaw has to beat up Shane's dad to go. It's like the, the, well, because he knows he's going to get killed. Like, dude, you yeah. can't. You're a farmer, yeah, or a little rancher guy. You, you, yep. you don't have the skills. Yep. And but he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, and, right. and they just fight to the bitter end, and Shane takes off and kills Jack Plants. I mean, it just is like the themes of that movie right. are it, like. And in then the ride, rides off injured. Yeah, rides off yeah, injured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because kind of the the farmer's wife had a thing for him. Yeah, and, 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 and he on. wasn't going to destroy that family and disappoint that boy that that worshipped him. So he just, you know, he probably bled out riding away in his saddle and died. Right. It's like, uh, and yeah. then uh, Pale Rider comes along with Clint Eastwood, does a similar theme like yeah. that. Right. It's gorgeous. And, right. Back to yeah. back to China. And this is all like, <laughs> so you want to solve China's problems? Go watch the classics. Go watch the 1950s well, westerns. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Norm's economic thing, um, you know, like I did with uh, Ukraine. You know, okay, let's turn on the the oil spigot and domestically produce. So with China. I think the UN, okay, this is absurd. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and admit that this is absurd. And I, and I think Trump was going to do this in his second term because he was the master of uh, bankruptcy. But I think the U.S. needs to declare bankruptcy. I th- we are bankrupt. Yeah. I think we need to declare bankruptcy to the world. And I know that'll crash our, yes, I know what that'll do to our currency. But basically, all those bonds that the Chinese government you know, has yeah. been supporting or, or just, it's just worthless paper. I was going to ask you about this. So what, mm. like, what if we just said to China, you're done. If you build one more base and you don't take these away, we're going bankrupt. We're not going to pay you back. Well, yeah, but the mechanism to do that is to go bankrupt. Well, however you do it. You do, I mean, you, do you have to go bankrupt or can you say, well, screw you, I'm not paying? Well, you don't know who holds those bonds, right? Who cares? <laughs> well, because we have allies that hold those bonds, too. I mean, we, no, no, we you just say China. And, and you and I hold, I mean, probably some of our some of our 401ks probably oh, have a fair little. Enough, right. I mean, it's there's like I, it's a little short sighted just to say then. I mean, grandma's bit, uh, got her. You know, grandma's probably got some uh, some savings bonds. I mean, I mean, it would have some drastic consequences, but it, the primary people it would screw is China. But it yeah. goes back to China has a 100-year plan on how <laughs> sure. to do this, and we're starting to see the last 25 years of it. And, and they, right. they have webbed themselves into it that they know we can't declare bankruptcy. Yeah, Because it we would won't. take down everything. We, we don't have the metal currently to deal with it yeah right. i think trump, we have every I th- ability I think but just allow, not we've allowed I think them trump to did. leave in i think trump did i think, I think trump did and, and he knows you can come out of bankruptcy smelling like a rose <laughs> and you don't even have to do it you just have to be but, but, they but have he, to think that you will but did, did he control enough of the moving parts to make it work though but well, I don't know. Because, I mean, he owned his own companies to do... You know what sure. I mean? I understand. Because there are a lot of moving parts to right. declaring the government bankrupt. Well, and this is what, and this is the point I was just making. It's like, I don't think we actually have to do it, but they have to think that we'll do it. And yeah. Well, yeah. They have, like, if you go... To, and I think this is the how threat. he dealt with Korea. It's how he dealt with... Sure. Um, yeah. Who was the uh, other terrorist he killed? Uh, Drawing uh, a Solomon, um, you mean you mean Soleimani? Soleimani. Yeah. It's like, just kill a guy. The general. Right. And yeah. it's just like... Yeah. Everybody thought that it was going to cause this great catastrophic thing. See, those things don't because there there is one thing. There's there's one way to deal with the bully is that you've got to get to you got to stand toe to toe with the bully and deal with it. He killed two hundred of Putin's troops in Syria. I mean, elite mercenary troops that they were 
They were mercenaries only in the sense that Russia disavowed that they were their troops, right. just like they did when they took over Crimea. But professional troops. They weren't wearing the patch that said Russian army, but they were wearing Russian army helmets and Russian army, you know, I mean, I mean, they took over Crimea, which is a big chunk of Ukraine. They were doing the same thing in Syria to prop up Assad, right? Yeah. And they took some shots at some of our planes or there was some kind of issue with uh, artillery. I don't I don't know all the specifics, but I know that we did countermeasures and we killed 200 Russians. So uh, the whole idea that Putin pulled Trump's strings and he had something on him and the Russian, you know, I mean, that that blew that up. Yeah. The, the people that Putin seems to control are Hillary and Joe Biden. That, that seems they yeah. they seem to be the ones that do whatever he wants, they, and I think we're seeing it play out. Either because and it, the reasoning doesn't really matter. It could just be fear. It could be uh, some ideological connection. Who the heck knows? But it could be Hunter Biden's uh, oil deals. It could be the oil, it could be something really nefarious that that, that re, you know, re you know that that um, re that redound to uh, Biden's own. Uh, self-interest. It's in in Biden's because he's a, he's a, he was a player in a lot of these deals. Let me let me defend Biden in a weird way, and it's back to the point you made earlier. It's like Biden's not alone. So many oh no, so many sure. American powerful people. Oh yeah, and I use the term powerful in quotes like a wealthy. Um, oh, institution. Ins- oh, sure, oh yeah, have these kind of ties. Oh and, yeah, and that they have a self interest in not dealing with this threat, including right. some of our uh, defense industry. Yeah, a I lot, mean, we yeah. got we got Boeing uh, in Man, in that's China. So scary. Isn't I mean, it's it? unbelievable. Yeah, they yeah. build seven thirty sevens in China. It's on. Un- well, and and, you know. and let's go back to the health issue that we've had in the last two years. Oh they yeah, had to rely on that country for safety products. Yeah, that that's utterly ridiculous. After they. It intentionally accelerated the spread of it. Sure. If not even the genesis. The How do we control the safety? Right? And, and it's again, like it's we're all guilty of not calling this out before. You don't do anything until you run into a problem. That's, but, a, that's the American it, way. It's the American way. Just head yep. in, head in the sand, head in the sand until somebody kicks your butt because your head's in the sand. Yep. Can, uh, we, can we, we get up from this one though? That's the question. Right. Well, let's, let's, unless you guys got more, uh, you want guys want to transition to a couple other topics? Yeah, we got about fifteen minutes. So okay, let's, uh, so let's do some quickies, and then I'll just go through them, and you guys jump in. All right, let's do it. Okay, so New we'll York City Norm's quickies. We don't yeah. need anything. We don't, we don't need anything. Keep uh, uh, no double on time. Right? No, nope. nope. I'm not the three minute egg or whatever. It is. Uh, two minute egg. Um, so New York City Council is about to send legislation to Mayor De Blasio's desk. To allow almost one million, they they estimate eight hundred thousand, but it'll be closer to a million non-U.S. citizens. So people who are here legally with green cards are registered, will be able to vote in uh, local election issues and for candidates in New York City. Um, which, it, to my knowledge, now, now there's probably some little town in Vermont or Montana or wherever that's done it before this. But New York City, man, I mean, that's big, uh, almost a million people. So they won't be able to vote for president. They won't be able to vote for, uh, you know, the, the New York uh, senator who's going to represent uh, them to um, 
uh, the United States uh, Congress or anything like that. But they will be able to vote for uh, county commissioners and precinct people and the mayor and city council and, and all that kind of stuff. All the local issues like uh, school, you know, levies and, you know, uh, sales taxes or whatever is on the ballot, which, um, wow, is all I could say. That's but, un- unbelievable. But you know what? We have the same situation in the <clears throat> territories, Guam, that we mentioned earlier, that they can vote, but they're not U.S. citizens. Correct? But nobody else is either. I mean, I mean it's yeah. a territory, so they're voting for their own... Uh, I'd have to think that through. I mean... I, I, I'm trying... Are I, they I'm voting? Not, I'm not, I'm they not have, can they vote in the national elections? No. Who? The, the, the territories. The, no. no. Yeah, per- sure they can. No, Puerto Rico doesn't vote for president. I thought they did. No, I didn't. I don't know. No, and they don't. I never they, thought about it. And they don't have senators. And they don't have. They have no representatives. No. Okay. No. No. They okay. don't. No, they're not uh, states. Right. Yeah, they're territory. Yeah. So they they, they don't vote for pre, but they have all the benefits of U.S. citizenry. I thought they did. Okay. Gotcha. And, I'm, and I'm under, under the misrepresentation. So pass- okay. My analogy sucks. Then. Okay. So they're, they're, need to look at their passports okay. are U.S. passports. Okay. So the, I got two comments on the New York thing. Okay. And we have to add. I want to add something to the milkshake, and that is. At the same time that's going on, there is a vaccine mandate for all private employers and kids under five or five or older to do any, like if you, if you want to go to work, you got a vaccine now in New York city. Uh, and that goes into effect, I think on the 27th of December also. So on the way out, um, yeah, that's happening. And I got, I got two, com- I, I, my first comment was how to kill a city in 15 days or, in 15 oh, days or less <laughs> uh, on, the, on the vaccine. But then I, as you were talking about the voting, it's like, I guess I'd want to know who's voting. You know, they might, be, they actually might be surprised what they get because the value structure, like, are they, are they, who are the immigrants? Like, what's their, what's their agenda? Where'd they come from? And they might be surprised on what they get because, uh, you know, traditional family values um, and that kind of. Uh, that that ideology may be there, contrary to what others might think. Well, that's fine, mm-hmm. Steve. But look, I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 for no, it, no, no, that, no. They might be surprised. That's it's fine. You're, you're looking yeah. at the political dynamic, and I guess I'm. I'm still back. <laughs> I'm. I'm still back at the point where I'm bewildered by the idea that uh, the founders. Uh, just just to use their philosophy, of course, they, they didn't allow women to vote, which was wrong, uh, obviously, and, and completely. They did, didn't. That's not what he says off the air, ladies and gentlemen. Every time we talk about women off the air, he says, I hate women. They shouldn't vote. I love they women. They shouldn't hold land. They shouldn't even. Uh, but the, the, one, the one thing that I think they had right was the idea that you have to have skin in the game to vote. Yeah. Uh, so, so you had to be a landowner. Uh, under their original scheme. Now, we, you know, I don't think that you necessarily need to be a landowner today, but the, 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 the idea, the concept that you have to have skin in the game, I think for me, skin in the game means you're a citizen. Yeah, it's, it's an absurd notion to think that I could just go well, like, so, illegally enter a different country and then well, vote. Well, it's not illegal. Okay, these are green cards. Oh, green cards. Okay. Yeah. Green cards. So, so, so you got an Irish guy comes over. He's going to work for a company, a contractor, a roofer guy, or whatever for a couple of years, a plaster guy, whatever. He's on a green card. God bless him. Okay. But wait a minute. You're going to you you're over here working. Okay, and that's fine. You're you're paying your social security taxes. You're doing all the things that you need to do under our laws. You know, green card holder. Wonderful. Um, or you're a student here, 
you attend, uh, you know, uh, the university downtown yeah. in, in well, New York. Well, that's where it gets dangerous, right? You're I mean, come the, on, the man. University ideology. These people over. do not. In, in, they're not here to become citizens. They're here on green cards, or they're here on, uh, you know, some kind of visa. Yeah. They're eventually going to go home, but yet they're going to possibly forever change the nature of that host city or or the or county. Well, I would ask, like, that's what's crazy. To be, uh, this is like any time I have a witness in a case, just to be lawyer talky about it. Yeah. If I have a witness in a case and it's an adverse witness and they're saying something that is against my case, my client's interest, yeah. my first question is, what's the motive, what's to be gained, and how do we expose it? Um, and, and here, what's to be gained? I mean, there, there's certainly, he's not doing this um, for the good of the whole, right? He's, he's no. doing this for a political agenda. And what's, what's the agenda, what's to be gained, and how does he think that this is going to further the agenda? And I'm not, I, you know, it's somewhat of a wild card because unless he knows exactly who the green card people are, uh, it's he's like, he's going to gain 800,000 votes. That? Yeah. Like, how does he control how they're going to vote? Like, what's, well, and I'm uh, not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying, what's he trying to gain here? Out well, of this the, it's not de Blasio's idea. This is coming from New York Council, New York City Council. And he's actually said he's against this, but he's not going to veto it when okay. it comes to okay. his death. So uh, what, what, what are they trying to gain then? Well, I think what they're trying to gain is uh, political power because they believe that these students, they believe that the uh, immigrants here on green cards, uh, they're going to um, they're going to add votes to their, um, you know, to, to, to their precincts that was, they represent. Was there a group that advocated to have oh, this oh, considered? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm so just curious. Imagine, like, you say you, you you take over political power at the local level, and that's that's what this is. I mean, you're giving the people, it's like you're giving your the people the sword that they could use to kill you. You know, it's like, figuratively, of course, but yeah. it's like uh, if, if, if the city councils or whoever are creating a law that permits this. Yeah. Well, what's next? They're going to be able to be office holders. Sure. Well, right. I, they're going to they're I mean, control next. the election. They're going to be able to hold office, and now the green card people run the city. Like you're giving, like you're planting seeds of your own destruction, to quote Marx. So I don't know what Mayor Adams, you know, I, I hope he comes in and, and blows some of this up. Seems like a pretty, look. I, I, Can I steer our ship? Yeah. Because you, you, you got me under time pressure, right, man. You got eight minutes. This is not my right. fault. You, right. this, you're, impo- <laughs> you're, you're imposing this. Right. But I, I really, I really want to talk about this uh, Leah Thompson uh, man slash woman um, that uh, just blew away a bunch of records up in Akron, Ohio, uh, in um, Ivy League um, collegiate swimming. Yeah. So this, uh, this, as a man, this uh, person uh, swam for three years on the team. Uh, it's University of Pennsylvania, uh, Ivy League, swam uh, for three years as a man, uh, didn't set any records, was an average, you know, good swimmer but not uh michael phelps you know not not at that level anyway he transitioned and has this year been competing as a female with gender identity i don't know anything about surgery or you know what hormone treatment or you know and 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 from my understanding of the gender identity thing you don't have to do any of that you can dress in the same clothes have the same haircut have the same physical equipment not take any drugs not uh, have any surgery and just say I'm a woman. Yeah. Okay. So, so you don't I don't have to shop at Victoria's Secret. No, no. So I don't know along what range of things this this uh, guy has done, and, and to me it doesn't matter. He's he's entered as a woman. They accepted him. 
uh, under Title IX, you're allowed to declare your identity. And he did so as a woman. He blew away, I think he's up to six records. Uh, he In Akron, one of the records he reduced over the nearest female swimmer, uh, he beat her by 38 seconds. Yeah, this okay. is like... In a sport where where Michael Phelps would lower the record by like a quarter of one second or half of a second. He lowered the record for females in the 1650, uh, 1650 yard swimming event by 38 seconds. Yeah. This is the classic, right? So it's like, are you you kidding me? People say like, if I took on the world's, the, the world's women's tennis champion, I would get crushed. But if you put, if I'm the men's tennis champion and I took on the women's tennis champion, I would crush her. You know, it's like this is, you know, this is what it is. So what you're taking is a is a is a athlete putting the athlete. I'm not going to use a gender term. I don't even know. Like putting the athlete in a setting where he's going to just blow everybody away, and you know it going in only because he says I'm a woman, so I'm going to compete with women. And I'm going to set all the records. It made me write down two names, Sosa. And McGuire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Remember I, that's, that era? That's sure. where my mind was going, too. Right. They're, they're, they smash records. Their names have asterisks be, behind them right. because of the drugs. Yeah. And it comes out that yep. they're all just uh, yep. on the clear, so to speak. That I'm going, the steroid. I'm yeah. going bigger. On, I, I'm okay. going bigger than that. Uh, this Title IX thing under which uh, atrocities like, like this fellow uh, lowering the record and, and basically preventing uh, female swimmers from being... Um, uh, competitive in their own sport uh, has bothered me for for decades. Uh, one uh, Title IX came about, and, and I don't know if people know this, but here in Columbus, Ohio State University almost dropped men's baseball. Mm-hmm. Almost dropped men's baseball uh, because uh, it it really at that point was looking at the budget for football, looking at the budget for all the girl sports, ladies sports that it had to fund for numerical parity, okay, and said, basically, if, if, if we take all the money we're spending on, on football and we spread that amongst the female sports, uh, that doesn't leave anything for baseball. Well, who and cry, they kept baseball. But the point is, all of these female sports, whether it's, um, I mean, whether it's cycling, whether it's crew, meaning rowing, uh, whether it's um, uh, wrestling, whether it's whatever, whatever the various uh, soccer, lacrosse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they are almost begging uh, ladies to take those slots. I, I know of a person who was not a rower but was a coxswain on a rowboat. Um, she had only done it for six months. So she's not working out, not going to the gym, not doing anything physical because her role is to sit in the nose of the boat and bark at the, uh, actually at the, 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 the stern of the boat and bark at the, at the, um, at the rowers to keep their pace going. Uh, she, she was only doing this in high school for six months. She got a full, full ride. Yep. The boys on the same rowing team that went to the national championships and finished second in the country, none of them got scholarships because there are no scholarships for male rowers, but there are thousands for female rowers. So Title IX has been screwing young men uh, for, for this ridiculous notion that we have to offset all of the spending in football over to female sports 
but not also fund the male equivalent of all those. This is, this is like a regression formula in like college economics because you have this problem now. So Title IX screwed it up the way you're saying, but then this tenant or this uh, swimmer now is going to come along and he's taking a spot That's right. for a female. So guys right. are going to just start saying, I'm a girl. I want to go to college for free and be a rower. Dude, dude. Why it's, not? It's Why the hap- heck not? It's happening. You can still date the girl that you, you know, you're in love with, right? Be, you're a lesbian. Like we used to joke yeah, about it. It's just whatever. You sure. just, I'm a, I'm a woman and I'm going to go play basketball on the girls team. And, and people and, used to joke about saying, oh, you know, my grandfather was a Native American, so I'm just going to say I was a Native American so I can get into college. Now it's like, I'm, I'm a woman. It's a standard thing. Yeah. No, it's... um. It's funny, and it's it's sort of self-defeating logic too, right? Because if I want to identify as a woman in order that I can get a scholarship, it sort of proves that uh, that the women aren't getting discriminated against, doesn't it? It's like the only way I'm going to get in is if I act like I'm a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I'll give a con- concrete example and then let this topic go. But Ohio State built a $15 million rowing exercise and storage and uh, training facility uh, on the on the Scioto. Uh, and and it, it's magnificent. You can go down there and look at it. It's a beautiful facility, beautiful. gleaming, beautiful. beautiful windows. You know, I mean, it, and, and it's, a, it's a wonderful training center. No Ohio State male students are allowed to use that. So Ohio State doesn't have a rowing program for men. They have a club. Okay, so they have an on-campus club for men rowing. So where do we get our Olympic athletes that are men that want to be, you know, rowers? I mean, so, so we, you know, we have all, we have the NC2A having a, a plethora of options for female rowers that are all funded, all scholarshiped, $15 million facility on, on the Scioto. The male club at Ohio State, those guys cannot go to that facility, work out, use those boats, have anything to do with it. That's insane. That, uh, uh, but this is, this is Title IX. That's crazy. So, so in a way, this Leah Thompson guy, okay, that's, that's flipped the narrative here, he's proving how absurd yeah. this discrim- – it, it is gender or sex discrimination to, to not fund boy sports – and just picture to, it dividing. It's going to start dividing even more, because if you can draw a line like that, yeah. and you make if you draw a line between men and women, you're going to say that line is now blurry. It's just, we're going to get rid of it. Then you can draw you can you can blur almost any other line, and and it, the results are just absurdity. It's and reductio ad absurdum. And I will say one other thing: reductio the, ad absurdum. The, reductio ad the absurdum. Buckeyes have no discrimination against females playing football at Ohio State. So right. if you're a female and you want to play football, you want to play football and you, can squad, and you can do the job. It's just like being a cop or a fireman. Enough. Do it. Come on, you know you're a big three hundred, you know whatever, and 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 you can play nose, uh, you, you can play nose tackle, you play guard, or you know whatever. Fine, come on. I'm sure Coach Day would give you a tryout and and not snicker. and and give that female athlete every consideration to make the team. And, and so I don't even understand the point of Title IX. In my sport, which is auto racing, we don't have girl races, for God's sakes. I race against female racers that are damn good. They well, are fine racers. And sometimes they beat me, sometimes I beat them. What if, though— Danica Patrick, man. 
Where do you draw the there line? There wasn't a ladies' so indie. A, a female swimmer is clearly not going to be like the top female swimmer is going to lose every time to the top male swimmer, barring some act of God. You right. Know? Right. It's like it's going to happen. Like, and I'm not saying I could beat the top female swimmer. I couldn't even. I can barely tread water. But, Hell no, me neither. But, you know, if like comparing apples to apples with or apples to the best apple to the best orange, like right. the male is going to win. So right. now, like, how do you like how is it equalizing anything? to let males compete in an arena with females when everybody knows they're going to win. Well, especially a male physiology. There's a fundamental difference. So, there is so what a fundamental we, what, difference. Yeah. So what we need, is. we need to acknowledge those differences, and we have been going the other way in our society. Right. We have been saying that men and women are identical. And, hey, little girl, you can grow up to do anything that your brother can do. Well, actually, that's not true. Yeah, I remember hearing that. That's I can actually do what, not girls true. Girls can do whatever boys can uh, do, and we right. can do it better. Uh, blah, blah, and I was saying to myself, well, no, you can't. No, you actually, can't give that, an erection. Well, <laughs> right? you well, actually no. can't hump uh, artillery ammo up the hill right. You know, at Quezon in Vietnam. And it doesn't make you worse. No, it doesn't. It no. You just can't do that it makes job. You different. You can't do that job. And, and, You're not as and, good. And viva the difference. I love femininity. I love it. Sure. I love it. I love a feminine woman. I love it. Right. I mean, and you know, shame on anybody who's going to criticize, screw you if you think right. if you're going to criticize me for right. that, but I love it. Right. I don't, I don't want to be married to a man. No, I don't want to be uh, yeah. dating a man. Sure. And you know, what's probably going to have to happen is if this continues on, those male swimmers are going to have to have time put against them. They're going to have to handicap it. Handi- like, that's the like, word I was the, like the races, like the They're horse gonna races. They're going to have to handicap yeah. them yeah. by we're 30 seconds We're too far down the road. They're maybe, gonna, maybe. What's going to happen, Or we're going to address it like now. They're going to start giving people drugs. And they're going to start. They're going to start fixing it that way. That they're going to say, in order to compete, we're going to have to test your estrogen Jeez. and or testosterone levels and equalize them somehow. Well, the, the International Olympic Committee has that in Jeez. place, yeah. and yet still you have guys that competed as women in the Olympics, yeah. doing things like weightlifting. It's it's lunacy. that were cooking the the the, the natural born women. It just is. Uh, it's a travesty. If I am a woman, that would piss me off. Oh, to no end. Sure. Yeah. To to the end of time. What I, mean, I love yes. about it and hate about it, I love that now you are having moms and girls actually acknowledge, oh, well, maybe my husband and my brother are different than us. Yeah. Good. That is progress. What I dislike about it is they just want to wipe this. They want to basically just turn the clock back to the way it was. What I want them to do is equalize opportunities for all people, yes. regardless of sex. I want them to, you know, fine, asterisk the transitioned people. I'm, I'm in favor of that. But also, what about the boys that are being discriminated against right now? Generations of boys that have, through no fault of their own, not committed any of these crimes that, we, you know, it used to be the Yale rowing team for women had a terrible facility and the male rowing team had a great facility. So there were these inequities, and they are historically true, and and those were terrible. But the boys that exist today, 75 years later, they have have nothing to do with it. So here's the thing. This is where it gets complicated. It's impossible to equalize all opportunity. All we can do from a governmental structure or a power structure is to eliminate impediments the best you can. But there's always like, I'm not going to have the same opportunity norm that you have. And, and I'm not going to have the same opportunity that everybody else had. But 
in, to some extent, you can't engineer that. To, you'll engineer it to death. You can't, you can't fix right. that. Well, you can only equalize the facilities in you that can, situation. And the opportunities for scholarships. You That's can, what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah right. And, and there's, a, there's a way to do this. The it track and always, field girls are getting scholarships. The track and field boys aren't. And, and there's a way That's to ridiculous. do this that is all, it's never going to be perfect. And the problem with this ideology that justifies this crap is that they're looking for perfect. And perfect is never going to happen. It never, ever, ever sure. going to happen. So right. you can say, look, we've done the best we can. And some level, people, uh, this is a perfect analogy. My son, I was, my son is into fencing, Matthew. There you go. Likes fencing, which is sort of an interesting thing to watch. I went He'll to never get a tournament. scholarship for that. And, and I went to, it's like <laughs> there's a half a dozen or two dozen kids at this fencing tournament on Saturday. And I'm sure. thinking to myself, this is, and I was at the Upper Arlington football game a couple of weeks ago, which is packed, you know, state right. playoffs. It's like, what a difference. And, right. you know, it's never going to be the same. And you can't legislate people to like fencing so they're going to go pay money to watch it. It's never right. going to happen. No. But it's an activity he can do, and it's interesting. And It is an Olympic sport. It is an Olympic sport. It's got all sorts of things. He likes chess. Same thing. People right. aren't going to spend billions of dollars in advertising and royalties and everything else for chess players. One person maybe in, in a lifetime might make that kind of money playing chess, but you know, it's never going to happen. So you can't equalize that stuff. There's not going to be equal opportunity for a fencer as there is for a D one college football player. No, but if you're going to scholarship female fencers and not scholarship male fencers, Hey, that's sex discrimination. If you're see, I don't even know that I would draw that line like that because I think you could justify that. You could say, look, we're going to scholarship male fencers because we can sell more male fencing tickets. Now, if that's not true, if you can't justify it on something, no, other I, than, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it no, fan based. We, we may have to, we may have to debate. Yeah. Because no where do you, how, like if, if you're a college and you can say, look, it's going to cost us a hundred thousand in scholarships. I think whatever you offer a female or a male, you offer the other gender. That's all I'm saying. It's equal. I'm saying that's that's all I'm saying. I'm saying if you if you uh, if you have uh, academic scholarships or sports scholarships and you allocate so many for females or so many for males, then I think uh, you know it's equal. I, I, I don't know that I agree. I it, think within that same sport, it's got to be the same. Within the same sport, it's got to be the same. Unless so it's unless it's a sport where both can participate. Well, sure. Like like auto racing. So the SAE club at at Ohio State. Uh, they go out to Bonneville and they have uh, they have solar powered uh, race cars. There's females and males on sure. that team. That makes sense. So okay, football they can both uh, try out. Fine, um, you know. But, but in, here, here's the problem. Though. Go ahead. It costs money to give people a scholarship. Yeah, and they justify it. However, they're going to justify it. It might be that Norm gave them a billion dollars for scholarships. It might be that. Uh, if we let this person go to school for free, he's a superstar or she's a superstar, we're going right. to be able to sell, you know, that's going to generate income and revenue for the university. But if say, let, let's just take two sports. Um, basketball. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Male basketball, female basketball. Nobody goes to WNBA games. Nobody goes to WNBA Nobody games. watches them. But you can also can compare like male basketball to male hockey, and it's going to be a similar probably split. Like very few people are going to male hockey Lots of people are going to male basketball. Do you equalize that too? Like, where does it stop? And it, like, to me, it would be, like if nobody is going to the female basketball games, then it doesn't make sense for me to have a government mandate that you have to give them equal scholarships. Well, yeah. Now, if the university wants make, a policy, it, it does make sense to me, and it, it it does make sense. So nobody goes to swim meets either. 
right? Correct. Okay, nobody goes and watches Crew except the family. Except of, the family, right? Sure. It, okay. They're fancy. So, so basically, you're talking about wiping out all sports except football and male basketball. No, and, no, no, oh, no, no. Well, no, no. Just hear me. If it's based on attendance, if it's based on ticket sales, I, all I'm saying is, if if a university offers a program. I don't care what it is, a, a degree in zoology or whether it's a place on a fencing team, okay? If you offer that to one gender, you offer it to the other. That's all I'm saying. I'm making, I, it, to, to me, it's, it's very simple. If you have, what happens then if nobody shows up to even accept the scholars? I mean, you could have, uh, well, well, see, the problem is when then it goes look, unfilled. I, I don't fine. have an issue if the university on its own wants to do that. I have an issue if the government's going to force it. Well, but yeah, except the the universities are government. Well, some of them are. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of them are. I mean, they're I mean, sure. They're, Ohio so, look, State University is a division of the state of Ohio. Of course. Well, you're talking about the state universities, of course. So yeah. Now you've got this other issue, and we can debate whether we like Title Seven or Title Nine or any of it. But yeah. it's like if you are going to have the university, if you're going to force the university to offer scholarships to both equally, and they can't afford to do it. Then, so, then the situation oh, hey, that you're if, talking about doing, dude, if the budget is doesn't, nobody, per, it, well, okay. So if the budget doesn't permit it, then, um, then, then, then neither get it. But I don't think you fund one at the expense of the other. I don't think you fund one at the expense of the other. But you, if you can fund one and it's it's a wash, then I mean it's the same problem that you don't like is that if you're you're going to offer scholarships and then ends up destroying the sport altogether. Uh, I just don't think it works out. It's going to be unequal in if you if a university if it doesn't make sense either economically or otherwise for a university to fund both sports equally, then forcing them to do it uh, is problematic to me. Yeah, I except that something I has think, to give. I think when you make that budgetary decision, you make that budgetary decision with uh, both genders in mind. That's, that's what I think. So, so you decide, uh, so some universities shut down uh, their football teams yep. over Title IX. Yep. Xavier University in Cincinnati is a classic. Well, that's, that's the outcome you're, that you're advocating, I okay. think. Well, well, no, it's not. Because if I, if I was running Xavier, I would simply say that is a, that is a, that is a team that both genders can play on. All right, so Norm's rule, Norm's rule would be um, if if both genders can participate, because are there, there participate, are females playing in college football you bet. today, sure, now, they can participate equally. But if both could participate, um, and then uh, we can we can fund that uh, all for one, one for all. Right. If you, however, have, uh, but you could say that about baseball. Both could participate in baseball. You no could. females would ever do it. You could say but that. But then you got you could softball say that about there. basketball. You, you can let say men that play about a lot softball. of things. Right. I mean, you're not going to let men play female softball. Well, I think if you have uh, if you have a baseball team, regardless of the equipment, whether it's hardball, softball, but I think if you decide that you're going to fund a baseball program at a university, then you got to fund both. You got to fund both. You got you got to make that you get you cannot discriminate, in my opinion, on the basis of sex. But that's if uh, you're it, discriminating on the basis of sex, I agree with you. But if you're discriminating on some other basis, financial or some other reason that is that makes sense, 
I, I say forcing it is catastrophic to both in the end. I mean, it, you're going to, you're going to put a university in a situation where it was like, look, we just got to get rid of it. Well, I think uh, that that might be a tough decision. And, but, and it would happen. And it, it would, would happen. I've heard, heard the scenarios. And it has happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it has happened. And again, I think it's, it's imperfect. So I think a university as a matter of policy and practice should do its, should absolutely 100% not discriminate funding based on gender. But what if it's not based on gender? What if it just so happens to be that nobody wants to watch men's fencing? And Well, that's true. And nobody, nobody does. Nobody does. So why are we going to give men's fencing scholarships? Because it's a pathway to uh, Olympic uh, participation for our country. And the university is going to have a stake in it. They're going to say, well, we got the best fencer, so we're going to, we're going to try to do this because then I'm, the university is going to get a benefit out of that. Well, it's also, it, it, I could ask that about any number of academic programs or, or, or uh, at a university. Why are we still studying um, Aesop's fables? Why are we still studying, um, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey? I mean, why are we still studying Shakespeare? Well, the there's no, is not. There, a, no, no, there's I mean, so there, some are, but it's, no, it's, there's English. Well, I was an English major, so uh, you know why? Why are why are we funding uh, professors to teach something that was written five, six hundred right. years ago that we know every single damn thing about? What is that. the source of the funding? All right, that this is what this is where I start to run into. Like, if I'm a private. If I'm Norm, I mean, there's all kind of ridiculous things that if, are funded. If I'm no. if I'm Norm, yeah, and I believe in this that women's softball ought to be funded the same as men's softball, and I give a gift to the university and say, "Here's the condition of this gift. Here's a million, a billion dollars. Yeah, and you're going to use it for this. Accept it or not. But if you don't, somebody else will. Well, that's a whole different game for me than if the federal government mandates that to happen. And if I'm going to fund um, basket weaving or the classics, and I want to do that privately. So be it. I'm going to do it privately. Sure. Um, and if I but, may... but you wouldn't you wouldn't fund it and say, hey, um, uh, I'm going to give you this gift, and I expect you to take it. But I don't want any of those black folks or Jews uh, to to play. Well, let's uh, say that I did. In the in let's the, say I'm an evil then, bastard. Okay, then the university has an obligation to turn that freaking gift. Down. I agree. Oh, by law, they have I, to. I agree. Well, forget the law. Oh, okay. morality. Morality with, for sure. Forget yeah. it. I think that smokes itself out on yeah. its own. Yeah. So you can't just say I'm going to give to the boys program, not to the girls. No way, man. That's I can bullshit. fund all day long. Uh, men's say my son's a fencer, and I want to encourage boys fencing. And I give a gift for a boys fencing well, scholarship. Then start your own training facility that's private, or do whatever you want. But you would have the government prohibit the university from no, taking it. I would, I would, ha if I'm running the university, okay, I would simply have a policy, whether it's a government telling me I have to have the policy. Or See, that's a huge distinction for me, though. That well, is, that's that fine. Is that's fine. That's fine. So, okay, I'm I'm willing to say it should be a government policy that you treat both programs gender blind that's that's what i'm saying it's gender blind it does <laughs> i'm sorry i i in in practice i agree or in a theory i agree yeah is that you should not intentionally hinder one of the other one or the or other or benefit one over the other but if it's a natural so i'm very consistent if about it's a this. natural outcome yeah that one is just going to do better then i I, then it's then you're not you're, it's not like you're you're uh, treating them when you say do better so 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 more people go to Ohio State men's basketball games correct than Ohio State 
then they should get more. Re- they're they're going to naturally no, no, get more that, resources. But, but that's not the ticket sales don't re- redound back to the mail program. It's not the only. It's not the only consideration, but it's going to be a big consideration. And you can look at a reverse too, because Ohio State women's volleyball is more popular than men's volleyball. Well, sure, there's going to be some of that, but not nearly as much. Not as much. Yeah, so, but, yeah. but but it is an, it is an example it is of an example, how it. Yeah. Di- I don't can know work. if Ohio State's men's volleyball is even scholarshiped. I doubt that it is. Uh, it is. I doubt it is. And if it isn't, then why? There are only, if I just heard about this last week, I think three positions are fully. There you go. Now, so, all of women's, though, every there's 12. Yeah. I think it's and, and what, either seven and, to and 10 slots wrong. are full. See, and that's wrong. Now, yeah. let me, let me, that's completely see, I, wrong. I don't know that I agree with you. And let me just, let me state my, they're, they're, we're talking about two levels of stuff here. I agree 100% we should not discriminate based on gender. I mean, I look, I, I'm 100% on board Well, then with let's that. don't. But I'm not, <laughs> then I, I don't. I generally don't. I do not, like all things being equal, I don't. But if I do discriminate based on gender in my own uh, personal life, okay. on who I want to date and who I yeah, want to marry. Knock yourself out, baby. So I right. discriminate all day long. Sure. I discriminated against every man in the world right. when I chose to marry a woman. Sure. I made a choice. It was based solely. Not solely, but largely on gender. There was no way I was ever going to marry a man. Well, now, I, mean, I don't care if you do. Right. But that's a discriminatory choice. That's the old choice. redhead versus, you know, And I brunette. made a discrimination. <laughs> I, like, I like brunettes, right? So, boom, I make that discrimination. Right. All right. And now, if somebody said, no, you're, you have to make a certain choice because. And so, if, if I, I don't believe in treating the genders or the races or anything else uh, unequally, if all things should be equal, but here they're not, and and you know this this is where it's sort of uh, well, where there's public money involved, I think it's absolutely got to be treated equal. Well, as soon as you have public money involved, it changes the equation because now you got government action, and uh, now we have we we default to certain standards that are in place. I'm talking like in 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 Palmer's world where where yeah. the market would sort of figure this out. Well, if I have an all boys academy. And there are still some high schools that are all boys. St. Charles, good example, right? Okay, so they don't spend any money, okay, on a female swimming team because they don't have one. Okay, I'm I'm down with that, right? I get I get that. That's private. Okay, it's private. Okay, I get that. And so and so there are probably still I don't know, but I would imagine there's probably still some all women's universities or colleges. There's probably some, maybe I don't know if there's any left. There used to be some that were all male. I don't know. Okay, regardless. But if that is the if that is the student body and there aren't any other genders then obviously you wouldn't fund the other gender. But if, if you're going to offer an opportunity, whether it's academic or, or, or sports or, or student government or anything, whether it's parking spaces or... I, 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 well, parking spaces is not yeah. a good analogy because that, that doesn't result... Like There is no disparity there. It's well, like I'm just, females I'm, don't park worse I'm, than men and it, men don't park well, better than females. maybe you're female. But I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just, hey, dude, I am just boiling it down to uh, to, to that old, simple American standard of fairness. Sure. Okay? I'm not going, I don't even have a daughter, but I would never tell my daughter that she uh, is not going to get an opportunity that some boy down the street is getting. Well, let me and by the same you. token, I would never, I, let, I have me. had to tell my boys that they do not have opportunities that the girl down the street has, and that infuriates me. Well, let me pitch something That's at wrong. You. If I'm a university and I say I'm not going to give any female scholarships for fencers or softball players because I just don't make any money on that. And then Norm comes along and says, well, that's stupid. 
Well, sure, uh, it's stupid. I'm going to create a university where you don't make I'm any money off give, the spelunking club, but you uh, fund that. Uh, well, I mean, I could say I'm not going to fund spelunking either. I don't care about cave divers. I think they're fools. <laughs> they could have a cave in, and it's just like it's all over. What if they're what if the what if the parakeet passes out? But anyway, if if you come along and say, well, I'm going to create a university that caters to women's um, softball and fund it, you have every right to do that, and, and you should. And it very well may be that you end up doing better. Um, I don't know. But if you're going to force, if the government is going to say, all right, United States government is going to force this college to fund these <sighs> sports equally, then the only other alternative is the sport goes out, both sports go out of business if they can't afford to do it. And, it, you know, if the government says, look, you can take this money, but you have to use it this way, that's a different story. But if you say you have to fund it with all your money this way equally, then I don't like the government having that kind of power and control. It's engineering an outcome that is impossible to engineer. And ultimately it gets divided and divided again and divided again between like, um, all right, now we have fencing versus well, to, um, to you, like, the cataclysm. Uh, well, to you, Steve, the cataclysm, w- w- where your argument takes us is, Norm, the cataclysmic uh, end result of you wanting to treat people equally is that we end up not having a program. I would say that's okay. That's a logical outcome. I think sports, number, if, it, it, breaking it down, sports at universities, it's a freaking luxury. Exactly. Well, it, it's it's not, not a necessity. It is not the I point. I don't mind uh, treating people equally. It I is not the point of I, a university I, to have sports. Exactly. So think. if you do offer sport, if you do offer a luxury, if you do offer... Uh, some kind of well, added value. You've got to, World you, War II was one on the playing fields of Eton, right? Isn't it, or was it World War? Whatever the saying goes, like no, sports. I think is a valuable part of a of. A, oh, I didn't say it didn't have value. Right? Yeah, I didn't say it didn't have value. You didn't. No. So I guess here's where I am. It's like I don't. I'm not opposed to treating people equally, but I don't think it's necessarily a. It, it, it's not possible always to do that. There are always reasons why people get treated. Uh, in with that unequally or whatever the right word we have be. to overcome those uh, impossibilities i think it is so i am sure okay i am sure steve and i am not in any way equating this to race i'm going to analogize it to race i am sure there were those people when jesse owens was coming up and running track for ohio state i am sure there were those people who were saying well, those black fellows are just not smart enough to remember how many laps they did. They're the, or they oh, don't, of course, right? or they didn't yeah. know how to, just those guys wouldn't know how to tie their shoes. Pricks. Right. You, you yeah. bet your ass. So what I'm saying is there's always people that are going to say, Hey, you know, that th- that's hard to do. I'm, I, I'm in favor of doing the hard things. And if the hard things are, if it ends up being that you cannot uh, fund both programs in other words, you can't treat both genders the same. The one way to treat them both the same is to simply say the budget doesn't support it, so we're not going to benefit either of you. And you would have the government mandate that? I think common sense and government policy do mandate that. Fairness. All, American, How about my law practice? Amer- this is no, the, this is no, the no, debate no. I had with Jeff. What if I say, look, I'm just not going to represent women or black folks. I'm not going to do it. Well, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> What okay. if I said that? Can the government say you have to? I don't know if you're a public accommodation or not. I don't. I don't know. Private where, business. I just yeah. do private. Well, work. well, so is a so is a calf. So was Woolworth's uh, counter. 
Yeah. Okay. So, and we know, and we know what the law is on that. Woolworths, you know, uh, was was the subject of a sit-in well, back in title, the. It was Title Seven. And that's that, right. Um, and a public title accommodation. Came along and they had enough employees to qualify. That was a statutory legislative provision. But that's right. It's like, should I be forced to cater to all genders, all races, as a private small business? And if you're holding yourself out to the public, the answer is yes. And I think the answer is categorically 100%. It should never be a government mandated edict that I do that. Yeah. I should never be forced to bake the cake. Dude. I never, ever, ever. Well, and, no, no. Now you're talking about. Uh, now it's we're, the same to me. Well, it's not the same to me. Because I can say, look. Be, well, religious, religious, uh, religious viewpoints on the, the First Amendment. Uh, to me, overcomes yeah, but I mean, some the of these. First Amendment doesn't apply to private kit, private. Well, business. Pride, it, it applies to the cake baker. I don't think it does. Oh yeah, the I guy, I mean, the, the guy had a reason. Is, well, he doesn't believe in gay oh, marriage. It, it, you're right. You're right in the sense that if he's doing it based on a religious exemption, based on religion, right? then that's uh, a different then, deal. Then I'm doing it because I'm just an asshole. Yeah, I don't know if any religions that say, um, you know, uh, I'm an asshole. I don't want to represent women. Yeah. Well, I'm a misogynistic, bloviating, I think, diehard no, asshole. I think uh, if I was a female seeking counsel, I wouldn't hire you, right? And I would. Think well, you that have divorce attorneys that are specifically that, yeah. attracting yeah. males because we've been right. there with you yeah. guys. Right. We know how to represent you. Right. How is females. that not illegal? I mean, it's the same thing. And, and here's the here's the, here's my point: is that except those aren't government lawyers. True, that's not that, tax true. money. I'm not a government lawyer either. That's right. That's so, not tax money. If if I were if if I were if Norm were doing that in his practice saying I don't represent women, I'd put a shop up right next to him and said, I represent all colors. I don't care if right. you, I don't care sure. if you're jaundice and you that's, show up yellow. Right. I could care less. That's the perfection of, you. That's the perfection and of capitalism. Norm right. is going yeah. out of business. Now right. it's going to be unequal for a minute. And I use the term minute for a time period. Because the market's going to have to fix itself. And, but I think it will. And I think it ultimately would. Just like when people say, well, lending banks don't lend to women. It's like a horse crap. They absolutely do. I think and the if they difference, don't because they're women, they're the, stupid. The difference under the law is you're, not, you're considered a professional service as opposed to a public accommodation. If I, absolutely. If I'm a government, now, if I'm a public defender and the government's paying it, and I'm, I'm going to say I'm not going to, then, then you've got government discriminatory action and, but it may be that I'm not the right person for the job of a certain right. type. So there are, there are certain personality types that I shouldn't be representing, sure. right? Now, so where do you draw the line? Is it only on uh, gender? Is it only on race? Or is it now we're going to get down to personality types? It, it's like it's an engineered outcome or it's an engineering problem that has no end. It just, just keeps going and going. And I don't trust anybody in government to make the decision on where you stop it ever. Yeah. I trust the market. So anyway, look. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We, I think we just have a fundamental dif- disagreement about um, ab- about what equal opportunity means. No, I, I know exactly what equal opportunity means. I, I, what we disagree about is how do you enforce equal opportunity? Well, I think when you're using tax dollars, it, 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 you have to have bright lines, and the bright line to me is you don't treat either sex differently than you treat the other. If, and, and I think there, I think that's an impossible standard. Divided, oh, divided, I, divided, I divided. Think, it, it always yeah. gets blurred somewhere. Because I don't think it's impossible at all. You're I making, think it's actually pretty simple. What what has made things difficult is is like Mr. Leah Thompson, who who now we're blending what is a man, what is a woman. 
And, well, and it's a so, prime example of why it doesn't work. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that makes it very difficult. That makes, makes it, it very, very difficult. difficult. But, but we do not but disagree we're, we're on the fact. We're back to your Websters. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What is a man? What is a woman? We do not disagree on the fact that it is, it, I, I find it morally reprehensible to discriminate for no good reason based on gender, based on race, based on whatever. I mean, I find that yeah. morally reprehensible. Well, no good reason to me includes ticket sales. And if, That's ridiculous. Well, it may not be just ticket That's sales. Ridiculous. It may be that Metric. they can't afford any of it so this and you would just have them get rid of all of it and i would say well, no not all of it it would be a sport by sport decision that's all and, all right well you've divided it up by sport by sport well Some yeah may be, look at that because because you because you're going to have a, a a female swim team you're going to have a male swim team you're going to have a female basketball team a male basketball team you've got to provide those opportunities to both genders okay or you provide it to neither gender that's equality so what do you do when no women show up? What if you have no women that want to play basketball? Well, you have the program available if they want to play basketball. But you, but they, but we. Well, they don't have traditionally. To. We only get like ten women that show up that want to play basketball. But we have to keep it open and available and spend the dollars on it. Uh, or can well, we scuttle it? If you have five ladies that want to play basketball, okay, mm-hmm. then you have then you have that program. I mean, what's what's so? But five. So we have five ladies that want to play basketball, and it doesn't. But but we know that we know there is great interest in pursuing scholarships by female athletes. So it's not. It's that's never going to happen. Well, you, but you understand. We have to. We have to reduce the argument to common terms or the lowest common denominator, and then yeah. build it up. I mean, it's sure. like so. You have to start at zero. If nobody, right. if no women show up, do you still have to fund the program? Do you still and, have to have the lights on the women's and, locker room? I was going to say, maybe basketball may not be a great example. It could be fencing. Women uh, fencing. fencing. Pick a sport because where it's, a lot it's of high, conceivable that no women want to do it. Do I have to find Right. It? And that there are no high school feeders to it. And what if only two? Now, now we have one yeah. and it takes five. Or what Maybe. if we have one and we could send, we could spend a million dollars every well, year to have Well, then if it doesn't make sense to do it. Now you're back to financial. For either. Well, if it, it does for the men. Say men have full participation. I would offer that program to any women that were interested. So four years go by and nobody's interested. Fine. Well, you haven't spent any money. Well, you have, though, None because of, you have to advertise, you have to offer it, you have to have coaches, you have to have um, yeah, you're the facilities. The co- you're definitely paying the coaches. Pay, yeah, pay you, the, pay yeah, the same would. coach to coach both, and if no show up, they don't show up. I mean, what's that? I mean, I, I, you what would. if they do I mean, show to up? Me these, gotta, so it's like you've got— uh, To me, these are micro-issues. I to mean, me, these are business issues that require very careful thought that the well, government is not capable of cramming down on any part Dude, of that's like saying that there's a, that's like saying in the syllabus or in, in, in the offerings of the academic program, and, and I've taken courses where there's only been three or four other people in the classroom, mm-hmm. okay? That's like saying we're no longer going to offer that. We're going to get rid of this professor. We're going to get rid of this program. But, you know, maybe it's a comparative literature course, you know, uh, comparing Homer to Shakespeare or Milton or uh, Melville or whatever, and and three or four people show up, okay? Um, we, now, we, we they make all those those decisions are the kinds of things that you uh, that you decide at the university level because it adds richness and value to the to the university, and so offering a fencing program to both boys and girls. Uh, and very few show up from one gender or the other. I'm good with that. I don't. I don't know if the academic though can can be compared to the the sports because the academic is 
it, it, it's tuition. It, right, it is tuition. Well, so, but you're, but and, and those courses go away in a heartbeat. My dude, wife teaches no, at Wright do, State, yeah. and those courses can but, go away in two or three years. Yes, versus yeah, but you're bringing up participation as the metric. As one of the variables. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hitting back with the same metric, yeah. and I'm saying, you know, w- w- we have all kinds of little bizarre things that that happen at our oh, university. But, well, but those, cor- those one, courses go away, but the, fil- the, but the professor is still there, though, and, and picks up something else. Sure. Look, so, and here's the other, here's the other thing know. I should note, is like, if the government's giving the university money conditioned upon certain things, I think they have every right to do it. But so I guess maybe we should, I should draw a distinction. Let's say I'm a private university, and I... I have these programs and I want to run it. That's that's really where I, I so we might be talking about apples and oranges. I don't know. But if the yeah. government says, look, Ohio State University has this and here's how we're going to run it. And that's that. Well, I, you know, they're taking public money. It is public and they're doing it. I think they can dictate it. Just like I think if I give Norms University money and say it's conditioned upon giving $500,000 to the boys fencing team and only 10 to the girls and you say, sure. Well, I mean, you you can say no. Also, yeah, I would say no. And, right, and I may yeah. too. In your shoes, I'd, I'd renegotiate with you, I, and I would do that too. In your shoes, but absolutely. It's like I'd the, say, the idea I'd say, is, dude, I can't do that. In the I'm extreme, shortchanging. It's right. Like if somebody came to me and said, "Look, I'm going to buy you a new building if you agree not to represent women or black people," I'd say, "Go screw yourself." Right. I I, I don't live that way. Right. But I have the right to. Yeah, if I guess. I, to. I guess. Not as dumb as it may be, I and guess, ignorant as it may be, I yeah, have the right to. Well, yeah. Where 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 I draw the line is, I guess, where the civil rights legislation did at a public accommodation. So uh, Kroger or uh, Giant Eagle or whatever, those are private corporations. Could they deny entry to a certain segment of society? No, they can't. Well, they can't. It's against the law right now. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, against the I, law. And right I'm now. in favor of that law. Actually, I'm not sure it is. It is against the law. Yeah, it's, oh, it would it's be against a 13th the, Amendment. Right. The, the, it's a it's a badges and instances. It's a Jim Crow stuff. But yeah, it's a public so accommodation. Here's what t- this is my bus story. It's like when you had the buses in Jim Crow era. You had sure. one run. One city ran the buses by a private company. Sure. The other ran the buses publicly. They both had the same law: black people sit in the back, white people sit in the front. That was the law. In the in the city that it was run by in some cities not in every city jim crow south picked like city yeah. a and city b yeah birmingham in the city that ran it privately that law was on the books and by and large not enforced in the city that ran public transportation that law was on the books and enforced yeah and the reason is because the people in the private sector that were running public transportation thought well this is stupid because my bus is half full, I'm going to fill it up with whoever will pay for a seat. I'm not going to follow this dumb law. And and the market fixed the discriminatory law naturally. Now, I'm not saying that's always going to happen, but the opposite is what's most telling, is at the city well, where it was all run privately But in the meantime, Rosa Parks got arrested. Of course. Okay, and, so, and, and so I'm, I'm, this, not, I'm, I'm not good with run, eventually. The uh, city that ran it publicly created the most discriminatory outcome. Right, right. so... Listen, so it's I've, because people are corrupt, I, and people are in government. And I've, I've, I've read my Robert Bork, uh, you know, slouching towards Gomorrah, uh, and I understand the market-driven uh, solutions to some of the civil rights issues, and I, you know, I, and I get that. I also get the idea that for uh, corrective measures, that you know, you trample in an ugly way on the rights of some people 
to to make some kind of instant or short-term correction. But now we're 50, 75 years down the road, we're still discriminating against white boys that have had nothing to do with oppressing black people. I mean, it's no, it's it's, it's it's off the hook. And I'm not saying that the, it's, it's the, the unbelievable. Jim Crow laws were right. I mean, they were dead wrong. Of course, they were wrong. Right. But but after a certain amount of affirmative action, decades of affirmative action, decades of great society programs, decades of spending war on poverty, decades and decades and decades, we've now had a black president. We, we you know we've we've got black Supreme Court justices. We've got. A female Supreme Court. We 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 have a we have a female vice president who says she's part black, and that's for her to say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've come a long way, baby, as they used to say in the Virginia Slims in the cigarette ads. So it is time, in Norm Murdoch's opinion, to end all racial and sex discrimination laws, pro or con, just. The, it seems to me those the position is inconsistent with that. Those things need to come to an end. We need to treat everybody equally. If you're going to have a male program or a female program, and it's distinctly for that gender, you have to have a commensurate program for the other gender. If it's a public university and that's what the government wants to do, I got no problem with it. Well, I think morally, if it's a private university, I think the government's got no power and should have no power unless they use their money power to do it. And then, well, at some if that university is taking public funds, and to my knowledge, almost and, and every single is, what's the private university is taking public and, funds. And then, then you have this problem of how do you engineer that uh, and do it. Uh, correctly, who are you going to trust? Well, to with me, that it's very simple. It, process. Well, I, Look, you, I have no doubt that you could do it, <laughs> but can, do I? Do I, mean, I think I, the next I, person I, behind I, you can do it? Steve, everybody makes these things sound so complex. They're not complex. They're very simple. They're very. To me, it's very simple. You decide whether you're going to have a baseball program. You're going to have. You're, it's either going to be a program where boys and girls are playing on the same team which you could do in T-ball when they're both three years old, okay, mm-hmm. which, which you know, out in Johnstown where I come from, that's exactly what we did. You have girls and boys playing T-ball. Sure, together. we did that too. Okay, fine. At some point, they diverge based on what Brett said, the, the, the physicality, you know, and the physique. It just is different. The power but level. But you could say then that football doesn't. Football is an all male sport. You could say, yeah, females are allowed to participate, but, but but as a as a practical matter, it's one in a million. Yeah, you could say that. It's one in a you million. You could say so, that about jet pilots. You could say that about IndyCar so drivers. Where do you stop? Well, I think you let nature determine that. You let people participate equally, okay, and they will filter themselves out. And so we, we allow females to have combat slots as jet pilots. We allow females to be astronauts. We allow females all of the same access. Well, sure, but baseball. Right? We allow females to, to try out for the boys' baseball team. None oh, they could try. Uh, if a female wanted to play in, the, in, in, in professional baseball, yeah, let she, play. she could try. But, but the practical reality is none will make it. So yeah. now you have except for that silly show that was on ABC for a while or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the practical reality is none will make it. So then, what do you do about that? And is well, it, is, you don't you do really anything. Saying, you don't do anything about it we're because say that you football didn't, can be treated. Well, wait, hold on, you didn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. You did not set up a program just for men. The Ohio State football is not set up just for men. 
It isn't. Uh, right. Fine. But you're going to set up softball, female softball, just for women. And so you have to have a commensurate opportunity for the boys. So you, there should be a male softball it team. It could be hardball. So, But you're going to draw that distinction. You're that, that, let that's it be an so- equipment difference. That's like whether you wear a cup or not. Come on. That's like, no, it's not yeah, the it same. Is. It's, it's equi- not even close to the a, same. Yeah, it is. It's an equipment decision. It's not. Well, if the females vote to play hardball, let them play hardball. I don't care. That's fine. It's up to them. Well, they want to play softball. Well, then fine. Let them choose that. It's not harming a male for them. So you're going to have female softball, Scott. What if you have male male fast-pitch softball, but nobody wants to play? Do you have to get rid of the female's fast-pitch softball? No. Do you have to keep the male fast-pitch softball program? No, because you're you're offering a baseball program with as many slots for either side. At least for that, you have have decided as norm to equivalate or to— Well, the equipment differences— So you're going to treat those the same? Absolutely. What about slow pitch softball? Would you have that? Would you force the? Well, I don't know. Slow pitch I don't. Softball? I don't know the difference. And and you know, it, if you if you offer uh, archery, if you offer uh, some bizarre form of jujitsu or whatever, and you're going to have a female program, whether it's slow pitch or how about wrestling? Sure. You have to have female wrestling. You're going to let females wrestle. I would. I would let them. Well, they, even at the they even already at, are in the at male, the high school level, the yeah, male at the high school right. level, yeah, and they're yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, so at junior high, I saw that women, might yeah. be, some women do that might well. be an IndyCar situation where you allow uh, uh, both genders to play against each other. Well, I think uh, as long as it's equally available to both. So if the university decides rather than having a just a girls team, just a boys team, we're going to merge that program. Yeah, but de facto, then you get to the result that you don't like. We're, we're going to merge no, well, boys wait a baseball I'm, and women's I'm, softball. No, I don't have a result that I like. I'm, I'm re, I am participation oriented. I'm saying scholarship those girls, scholarship the boys. That's all I'm saying. Well, then you end up with Equally. a de facto problem where you're going to have 20 scholarships to the boys and, and maybe one in a million to the girls because no, the girls won't. aren't going to go try out for the boys' wrestling team. Yeah, they will. Well, You're talking about 20 full boat and they're rides. Not gonna, so one in yeah, 20 will make it. One in 20 will make they it. They might quit and after And they're not going to get a scholarship then. So it's like, I, 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 my, I guess my point is I don't think there's a solution here that works equivo- equivo- equally across the board that you're defining. Well, you're 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 uh, you're being very I'm... Socratic and trying to find uh, perfect distinctions, and and they, they don't exist. Uh, and I can't I can't give you perfection, but I can give you ninety nine point nine percent equal opportunity. Can I give you that last one tenth of one percent? No, I probably can't. You know, based on I win, I win. I... <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I, I live, dude. I live in the real world. I, and I'm not sure. You got me thinking. So I got, I'm going to give. I don't live in the theoretical yeah. world. I well, live in the real one. I, I, you know, to me, this is a little bit theoretical to say that we just have to force funding uh, a certain way. And well, you say it's a for, you say force. I say decide. I mean. You know, force sounds like, um, you know, we're making somebody do something against their will. Well, you are. Why should anybody be against equal opportunity for boys and girls? Because I can't make any money that way. I can't earn a living that way. So if I decide that universities, I can't, Universities are about education, if it's, if it's public, experience. Then, you know, if it's, they're not gotta, about making money. 
despite all the licensing well, down the if street. It's a private university. <laughs> if it's a private university, they've the got street. to make generate a certain amount of money. Five hundred one c three, it may be, but they've got to generate a certain amount of money to sustain itself. Right. So you make a decision whether that program makes sense. Does it make sense for the university to have uh, a baseball program? And some of them, Ohio State, almost dropped its. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You, know, you, you make that decision. And, and they survived because they found private funding. They have their own fundraising that makes it work sure. for them. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But that private fundraising is going to the male baseball. That's all it's for. So then you, it's like you end up with well, no, no, the, the females have their team. They're fully scholarships. They have an equipment. almost bankrupt the boys. And you would have been cool with the boys going out of business. Then the girls would have had to go biz- out of business too. Well, yeah, because you don't offer that opportunity to both. And I think that's I think that's the result that doesn't make sense to me. Well, that may, hey, dude, that happens all the time, right? Well, just because it happens. You, well, mean you, like well it. but you do that in your own family, right? You you're not going to buy a Cadillac for your oldest son when you know you can't buy a Cadillac for your yeah, youngest. But that's not what we're talking about. You're talking no, about we're somebody talking, forcing me to buy the same car for both kids. And if I do, no, like, if I'm I not, buy Drew, a kid, no, 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 I'm not talking about forcing them to buy anything. What I'm saying is, well, if I buy a car for one, you, I have to buy a car for the If other. you offer an opportunity to one, you must offer the same opportunity look, for in the theory, other. I, I look, in, in that's theory what I'm and morality, I agree. The question is, who is enforcing that rule? Is it Do I have the United States government or some other governmental entity enforcing that rule? Which is really to mean to say that they're going to charge me with a crime or fine me or put me in jail or do something like that if I don't well, comply. I mean, you, know, you know how Title IX is enforced right now. It's a, there's private lawsuits, there's public lawsuits. I mean, that's how it's enforced. Mm. Yeah, that's where my mind goes. Like, who enforces this thing? Because if Norm ran, if Norm ran it, I'd love it. That'd be well, fine. Well, who, infor- but, who but enforces? Norm is not going to do it. <laughs> who, who enforces? Who enforces racial discrimination laws now? It's a combination of of uh, of, of prosecutors and private lawsuits. Well, by enforce, I mean, is it a government mandated law? Are we creating a law that the government can enforce against me to to act in certain ways to act equally? Yeah, if you don't treat gender, race, religion equally, yeah, there should be a law against that. Yeah, and I disagree. I okay. think um, I think if I'm a well, private business, disagree. if I'm a private business, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about universities. Well, that is the government. That's a government-run thing. If it's a what if it's a private university? Well, a private university takes government funds, then they got to comply with the government mandates. If they if 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 Oral Roberts University doesn't take a nickel from the federal government. Well, then you get into these other problems then. So we can go on forever. This is yeah, fun. Yeah, we can. All right. Well, look, this has been about a half an hour longer than I wanted it to, but I thought it was fun. <laughs> so if uh, – And I, always, I apologize. But I, I think it is, good a, good, to think it is a good discussion. Oh, no, it's great. good stuff. So anyway, I think you know what this does show is that there are no right answers, um, even though I'm right. There are no right answers. <laughs> The hell there are not. There are right no right answers. answers that fit across the board to everybody equally because not everybody is equal. Um, that's the problem at the e- end of the day. Well, I'm not saying everybody's equal. I'm saying the program should be equal. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
This has been another riveting two hours of lawyer talk. <laughs> <laughs> Off the record. Hey, Funny. Jared. Hey, Shorty. Yeah, Jared and Shorty, they're doing well. Jared's at home. I talked to him. I was texting him last yeah. night. He uh, he is, I think he's starting to come unglued a little bit. Oh, he's bored man. Of his oh, mind. I bet. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's uh, back soon. Hopefully next month we'll get him here at the table. Yes. Yeah, um, I delivered a cheeseburger over there, and he is he is clawing at the walls to get yeah, out. He just, <laughs> he's, he's driving himself nuts. Yeah. So And Shorty wants him the hell out of there. <laughs> I know. I but he's got to wear his helmet. He's got to wear the hard hat that's right and uh once we get the skull back in order and we get uh, the leg back in order and other sort of the physical problems taken care of i think we can oh. start regrouping he'll be so off the hook i can't wait yeah we'll just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just get him down here and let him rock and roll he wants all this up wow all right so uh as always if you want your own podcast brett right here from circle 270 media help you out channel 511.com for contact there just look up circle 270 media.com you can get all the podcast help you want or need if you got a question for lawyer talk and you don't want us to talk about just all our own uh, whimsical topics uh, you can look us up at lawyer talk podcast.com submit a question i answered one in my q a series uh this morning it'll go out that's on packing the court i also did another episode on that by the way i think it was episode i wrote it down somewhere around here 183 i think but I, I did a good two hours on that at one point, boring monologue crap, but the history's there. Um, the point is, if you got your own question, you want us to uh, cover a topic, uh, you can just go right there. And as we approach the holidays, and it is the season, of course, to uh, get in trouble, to get drunk, to get caught driving drunk, maybe a little domestic violence here and there because Uncle Bob has uh, said something nasty to your son, to your wife, to your <laughs> husband. And uh, maybe Bob needed a little woodshed activity out behind the house, so you took care of business. Well, that's a domestic violence, and that can throw you in jail. No problem. I got you covered. 614-224-6142. And that's 24-7. That means if you just hit send, and to hit send, by the way, you got to put it in your phone right now. But if you just hit send, uh, I will answer, or somebody will answer for me and then wake my ass up and get me out of bed so I can help. Uh, so lawyer talk off the record on the air with Norm debating this endless topic, probably too long. But, yeah. I'm not getting my racing show now, man. Yeah. He's cut off. No more <laughs> Norm. Uh, so, uh, at least until now we are here.